Look out. Surging up from the depths of the sea. Horrifying, mysterious creatures whose attack on people sends the whole countryside on an endless search. Unless something is done and done quickly. Is this the end of our civilization? You'll pioneer with us the perilous descent into the unknown. What does that mean? What are you even talking about? A deep, penetrating dive. In the last calm and reflective moment before the monsters came. Humanoids from the deep dive. Welcome to the podcast Humanoids from the Deep Dive, where we dig deep into the meanings and context of your favorite monsters and monster movies. Each episode will see Guess and myself give our take on an important movie, monster, and or film, and what we think it means using everything from history and philosophy to films and folklore. Today's episode, we will be covering the king of the kaiju, the god of the giants, the incomparable Godzilla. Fans of the show can find us on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, and Podbean. Also follow us on Twitter at HFTDeepDive. I'm your host, Jeff Ewing. I'm an entertainment contributor for Forbes, Looper, Nightmare on Film Street, on everything genre film, uh, with bylines and shutters, The Bite, and I've edited uh, books on Monster Media and, and a bunch of book chapters. Basically, if it's monsters, I love it, and I've probably written about it, or podcasted about it. Uh, I'm very pleased to introduce, uh, to reintroduce our excellent guest for today's episode. Tom Casper is a friend uh, of the show and, and co-host of the filmmaking podcast, Twin Shadow Podcast. Kelly Warner is the author of In the Shadow of Extinction and co-host of the J-Horror podcast, One Missed Pod. And our returning guest co-host, Andrew Fleming Dunn, is also a co-host for the film podcast, The Rotating Chair, which I commonly frequent. Uh, thank you all so very much for for stopping on by to uh, to continue our m- basically massive monster month here <laughs> at the show. Happy to be back. Yeah, loving yes. it. Having a good time. It's like like oh, you know what? Um, I was just so excited when Godzilla versus Kong came back, but uh, then they moved it two months earlier, and my instant fan reaction was. Yes. <laughs> yeah. My monster movie podcast planning reaction was no. <laughs> and so uh, I was, I was immediately drawn into the practicality of the better. I'm like, okay, who do I know that knows lots of stuff about big monsters? Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe this will all work out. And I'm so pleased uh, that y'all could be on the show again for this one. Well, being a big monster myself, <laughs> I feel like I know a few t- things on the topic. Yeah, I've been meaning to talk to you about what happened with the Space Needle, good sir. Oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Honestly, I expected better. <laughs> this, this is kind of a blast, because this is... I'm probably the least informed when it comes to kaiju films, mm-hmm. so... This is like my grand education, and I'm thoroughly like falling in love with the genre. And so, thank you, Jeff, because I wouldn't have if it wasn't for the show. Oh, I, I mean, it, it's my pleasure because I, uh, I, I grew up loving Kong and loving Godzilla and loving Gamera. I want to do a, I would love to do a Gamera episode just because. Oh, I love Gamera. Yes, that I'm... tusked turtle. Book me. Yes. He's okay. actually <laughs> what I know the most. I think I watched more Gamera as a kid than um than the the g-man himself that's super cool uh because gamera like i want some new gamera movies because the design is so cool and i don't know they have such a fun tone 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, Gamera's like, and he's a cool, he's generally a good guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's kind of funny as a Godzilla show and we're, we're talking about Gamera. Okay. Um, hey, I mean, it's the origins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, because uh, Godzilla is, is, you know, clearly the most famous kaiju for good reason yeah. um, and is amazing. But Gamera was very important, I think, to the popularity of the genre because they found a formula that kind of sold it in a energetic sort of family friendly mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's definitely part of the story of why kaiju movies kick so much giant butt. <laughs> and I think that's fact. <laughs> it is a fact. <laughs> Sorry, ladies and gentlemen, I'm tired. So uh, I'm tired and I'm happy. So I'm going to be stupid and nerdy the entire time and giddy talking about the largest, best, massive monster on film. So bear with me. Favorite it's going to li- be grand. Our favorite lizard friend. Absolutely. You know, I uh, want to have a lizard and then put it in a tiny little, you know. Like um, model city terrarium or something. A little model city terrarium. Yeah. Wouldn't that be grand? That would be awesome. How did they not have those? Like, how is that not a thing? Why do we keep making billion dollar ideas? <laughs> I'm gonna have to start branding stuff for the show and you just might be like humans from the deep dive, lizard terrarium. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'd buy one. Oh hell yeah. Oh yeah, once I make one, oh I'm mass producing those babies. You have like a little Tokyo and a little New York. Oh hell yes. Oh. Give I'd, I'd let my snake just go to town. Yeah, I'd, I'd get a pet monkey. <laughs> Flawless, like let him fight like a, he- a Gila monster to the death. No, I'm, kidding. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. They would be it friends. Was, I'm kidding, but anyway, Warner, call me. <laughs> uh, so to kind of just get us broadly started, I'm I'm sure anyone listening knows exactly uh, what Godzilla is, who Godzilla is. But Godzilla's original appearance was in, you know, 1954's, of course, Gojira, uh, the Americanized version or the Anglicized version is Godzilla. The series as a whole, of which there are many, takes a lot of directions where it's more just kind of like a campy action monster fest. But 1954's Gojira is a straight up horror film. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's... Uh, it's thoughtful and it's political and it's scary and they don't really get back to that. We'll probably touch on this later in the episode, but they don't really get back to that feeling until, you know, what, what was the 2016 Shin Godzilla? Really? Yeah. 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 Um, but the 84 every... return of Godzilla kind of had some. Of that. Yes. Yeah. 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 You're right. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that. Um, but uh, 54's Gojira it was remade two years later and it well, not really remade, but they, they Americanized it with new scenes and changed Jerry the Mason. plot. Song. Raymond Burr. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and it is, it is not the same movie. It doesn't have the same no. tone. No. Which, yeah. It, it <laughs> lightens, it lightens the tone up so much. It's kind mm-hmm. of stark really. Yeah. Yeah. It was so weird to me too. Cause as just as a side note, uh, that was the first version that I saw as well. I saw it mm. on DVD yeah. cause I found what I'd used, uh, film store and uh picked it up and i liked it but then when i saw the original i'm like well damn yeah 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 my my memory because i i knew i know i watched the raymond burr version the american version as Mm -hmm. a kid and i hadn't 
And I, I, I know that the, uh, I may have seen Gojira once before, like the, you know, the Japanese version, but I think last night was my first time really sitting down with it. And it was, my main memories of it were always, there's something very stark about Godzilla in black and white. It's mm-hmm. like the, I find the ending of the movie just to be stunning that nighttime as he's just tearing through things and his, his, his scales almost kind of blend into the night itself. And, yeah. and, and it's like, I remember that. And this movie fully reinforces that tone. Like that, that, Im- that still image in my head is the tone of this movie. It was so stark. Like, mm-hmm. So, so stark. I was shocked. Mm-hmm. I mean, and there's 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 just so much in it. Yes, uh, that's good. I I still remember, and and then we'll I'll introduce it. But like, you know, I, I rewatched it earlier today, and you know, a new scene stands out to me every time I see it. There was yeah. this scene where where there's like a mother holding her children, you know, who are weeping because Godzilla's rampaging through the city, and she's like, "Oh, we're gonna be with Daddy soon. Don't worry." And I'm just like. Damn, it hit me in the feels. Right, yeah, yeah. so somber and dark and mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. The the, re- the reporter reporting on the news tower. Oh my god, yeah. And he's just like, "Well, he's gonna get me," and I'm like, "Holy <laughs> shit!" Signing <laughs> off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is it for me, everybody. And it's just like, "Oh my god, yeah." Dude, that's so. It's so crazy. Also, one thing I really like about it is how he gets his name. Um, mm-hmm. it's like an old legend that they used to have and because it starts off near an island off of the main island of japan yeah and they he uh godzilla used they had this like ritual where they would sacrifice young women by sending them out to sea when there was no fish to like keep the whatever was eating all the fish at like satisfied Mm -hmm. to not eat people and they would call that creature gojira and like that's how he gets his name which is i thought Mm. was just i don't i never remember ever remember that i always just like the thought they just see him and it's like you when you see him his name comes to you but i like that there's like a little story there yeah for the listeners at home the 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 context of the plot of the the original is this japanese freighter the aiko maru is destroyed near odo island and they send another ship to investigate so something is sinking ships killing fish soon homes start to be destroyed and I won't go into all of it. There's lots of time, but but soon uh, we we find out that this American bomb test basically resulted in the creation of this massive, effectively unstoppable dinosaur-like beast that was evolved from an ancient sea creature. Uh, fun side effect: it has atomic fire breath on top mm. of being effectively unstoppable. And so the film ends with uh, paleontologist uh, Professor uh, Kyohei uh, Yamane, who's played by Takashi Shimura, who's, who's excellent in the film, uh, proclaiming at the end that there will be other Godzillas who will appear if humans keep using nuclear weapons. So it ends on this very clear, stark political note. There's so much to talk about thematically. Uh, but the film was directed by Ishiro Honda, who directed most of the the Japanese Godzilla films, not the immediate sequel, if I remember right. Correct. Right. Uh, that was one of the very few that he didn't direct. And the film was released by Toho Studios in Japan. It spawned this very long series of films. 
most of the sequels have Godzilla fighting a variety of similar large beasts or massive robots, and Godzilla's tone varies widely in the subsequent adaptations. Uh, sometimes he's portrayed as the villain. Sometimes he's portrayed as uh, doing villainous things, but it's you know not him doing it, or he's under an external power. Or uh, in, in a lot of them, he's portrayed as a more heroic version. So they're they're all over the map. But the original, he's basically a menacing, unleashed force of nature. Uh, that's uh, a right and proper unstoppable horror villain and uh it, it spawned an entire genre so uh absolutely love this one uh, any initial thoughts before we get to reviews everyone no let's do the reviews i well i mean i won't speak for everyone but i'm ready <laughs> yeah. all right I'm good. um well i was actually gonna have you start today tom what do you think all right well i'll start give a little review so godzilla 1954 is this i think one of the starkest of the godzilla films mm -hmm. if, but it's also the best um i think because it carries that tone so effectively its use of godzilla is is phenomenal uh when he's on screen he is menacing uh but when he's not on screen also the human story is fantastic and interesting um i think without a doubt if you're You've never seen a lot of Godzilla movies or kaiju movies. I think you should start with this one and then go from there because I think this one's also kind of the most grounded um, in a lot of sense. I, I, I mean, as, as grounded as, you know, 50 meter tall monsters <laughs> get. But <laughs> but but I mean, really, it could you could substitute Godzilla for a lot of things, which is cool. Um, it's just Godzilla's cool looking too. like his design is awesome. Mm -hmm. uh i i just i like yeah and it, this is an easy five out of five ten out of ten however you want to put it I, this is to me almost a damn near perfect movie mm-hmm mm -hmm. uh i have a lot to say uh but I, I i love it uh thank you so much um uh kelly as our as our other guest what a what's your what's your stance on the matter okay it's my favorite godzilla film um five out of five definitely um like others, I uh, saw the King of the Monsters um, Americanized version first. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I feel like the um, the Gojira cut kind of didn't become widely available in the U.S. until like the 50th anniversary in 2004. So, but yeah. you know, finally getting a chance to see that, and it's just like, holy shit, this is a different movie. Um, it is scary. It is dark. Um, I mean, it's it's also just kind of shocking to think that this was a movie about basically the walking embodiment of the nuclear of, of nuclear holocaust mm -hmm. released in japan less than a decade after we dropped bombs on japan it's mm -hmm. just something to consider um I, I i love the film i also i don't know if it would be the first one that i would recommend people seeing if only because as mentioned the series tone varies so much it's like is this the most crowd-pleasing film i don't know but or the, the best example of what the series would be become and therefore what would make someone a fan. I don't know, but it is the best of them. I, I definitely couldn't agree more. Um, thank you so much for, for sharing that. Um, I haven't even done my review. It's obvious where I'm going to land. That's great. Um, no suspense at all. Sorry about that. Just love it so much. Uh, Andrew, what about you? Good, sir. I, I mean, I may as well have considered myself like a first time viewer with this. Um, mm -hmm. 
and because uh, I'm not widely exposed to the kaiju stuff, I you know I've seen a few here and there, and I know I watched this as a kid. I like I know I did because my dad was a big kaiju guy, and mm-hmm. uh, this growing up, you know, my main thoughts of of Godzilla are formed by the horrible Roland Emmerich film. And, you know, the bits and pieces you catch of him swinging something by the tail as they destroy a cardboard city. This was not that. <laughs> and it's like I knew going into it, it was somber. But holy shit. Um, mm-hmm. I was I was actually like I, I, I was genuinely impressed with it as a piece of filmmaking, um, which I didn't expect. Um, and just the suit work, the model work. I, I was I was kind of floored. I'd give it a solid like four, four and a half out of five. Like this, this, it just, the tone, I think, because even, you know, with 2014's Godzilla being a bit darker, uh, I was not prepared for this tonally at all. Um, but it's mm-hmm. a shockingly brilliant film. Oh, totally. Um, yeah, I, I think it's very interesting to me because, so when you think Godzilla, you think fighting a giant moth or you think mm-hmm. uh, there's a three headed dragon or a robotic Godzilla and they're going to fight in this other city. And, and that's that's fair because that's that's a lot of the films. Right. Uh, I love that stuff. It makes me so happy. Mm-hmm. It's extremely cool. Does not get old for me. I get it, though, if someone's like, oh, I can't exactly buy into that per se. Um, everyone has their preferences. But I would encourage anybody who feels that way or who isn't experienced with the genre. Uh, 1954's Gojira is a very different beast. Mm-hmm. It's very serious. It me- has tons of meaning. It's very political. There's genuine emotion throughout. It's harrowing. Uh, I would give it an easy five out of five because I think uh, it's it, it is very somber. It's not as fun in some ways as some of the following films but it's so good and yeah. all the performances mm. just land and really uh give that gravity to it that i think it's thematic material requires yeah. Yeah, absolutely absolutely it's so good you might say it sucks the oxygen out of the room hey. <laughs> That's a joke if you've seen the movie. I understand that reference now. <laughs> For those at home, that's an Easter egg. You'll, you'll, you'll watch the film and you'll be like, oh! That's so cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just I think that's something that I, re- I really wanted to talk about myself is the how tonally different Godzilla can be. Like, mm. my, personally, growing up, one of my favorites is always Ebra, Horror of the Deep. I don't know if you guys mm. have seen that one. I love uh, it. It has Mothra and a giant crab. Yeah. And yeah, uh, it's, it's essentially like a James Bond, Japanese James Bond movie with Godzilla and Mothra in it. And yes. and I love that movie a lot. And it's like, if you watch that and then you watch this, you'd be like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. It's complete tonal whiplash. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can get some. I mean, that's why I think godzilla it's a very interesting franchise in that way in that it's like i don't think there's any other movie franchise where it's like i can watch crazy space sci-fi or one of the most depressing movies ever or (laughs) see what the political bureaucracy of japan is like today (laughs) like all of these things exist in different godzilla movies Mm -hmm. oh totally because i mean it, it like 54 is genuinely scary 
for it's easily one of the scariest movies of the 50s uh still holds up but it's scary and it's sad and then if you fast forward to shin godzilla which we might talk about it's even scarier i would say uh in terms of its pacing and in terms of the futility of of fighting the the you know godzilla uh but then in other movies godzilla has a kid and is like romping around <laughs> or or godzilla is a hero because there's aliens and they're controlling this totally different thing and it's all over the place it's a lot of fun though yeah yeah exactly like you have to kind of accept how that it's not just like i think people want, might want to go in and be like i only want them to be like 54 godzilla's scary and mean it's like but i don't know but then you're missing out on so much exactly yeah so much uh interesting uh creativity and i mean some of the just the monsters are really cool um yeah Mm -hmm. and i think that's but i but i mean if we are sticking directly with 54 it's like this is just a a standalone just amazing movie and they never made any other godzilla movies i think we would still be talking about it today i agree yeah Mm -hmm. it'd be up there with kong or jaws or just it's you know Mm -hmm. this incredible force of nature and yeah just, it's beautifully shot too i love that mm-hmm. scene when they're the, everyone in the village is like running after because they're like oh godzilla was spotted over the hill and like everyone's like got like spears and they're yeah. like we're gonna take this down and then he shows his face and everyone just books it the other way <laughs> yeah. and it's like fuck this are you kidding me <laughs> this is what this is what you, you guys said i thought it was gonna be something else <laughs> like <laughs> like we are we are going home is what we're doing yeah, they literally it's just like, well, I guess that's it. <laughs> We're evacuating. And it, it just the, the the tone of the film is just is like that, right? Like everyone thinks like, OK, we'll set all this. Like, I love this. Every monster movie has to have a damn wall for some reason. Right. Like <laughs> we're going to erect a giant wall and keep the monster out. It's like, God, it didn't work. And got a king kong didn't work in pacific rim doesn't work in hey, godzilla hey, doesn't work gonna... in attack on titan doesn't work in anything you can't make big walls people it's a bad idea are you making fun of that matt damon great wall of china movie <laughs> i don't oh, think it yeah. kept it i don't that was a, a movie oh yeah <laughs> that was a thing that happened i forgot we all i did. never saw it i won't lie well were the there any giant monsters in it? there were monsters in it but they they, they didn't the wall didn't work but don't worry, everyone. Don't worry. They brought Matt Damon. It's gonna be fine. Hell yeah. He'll write a math like a math problem on the Google wall. He'll solve everything. I've can I've giant come apples. Up... <laughs> Let's just launch giant apples. I've come Apple up with an sauce. equation. I've come up with an equation that proves to the creatures invading that they can't invade China. Q E D. I didn't know they I, were mathematicians. I watched that movie though. <laughs> oh, I would. I've that only seen the Great Wall than... movie once, but I would watch that movie a dozen times. Uh, easy. Uh... See, now we need a Matt Damon Godzilla movie where Matt Damon writes Godzilla as Barry Lyndon. <laughs> <laughs> it all comes down to Schwarzenegger making the perfect sandwich. At the yes. <laughs> Godzilla toasts the bread. <laughs> yeah, exactly exactly like a perfect radioactive panini <laughs> uh, yeah that's one thing godzilla isn't that kind of scary that godzilla just radiates radiation 
Yes. Isn't that just, just terrifying casually. as well? It's like yeah. as if it wasn't scary enough. He just like completely destroys everything around him as well, just through radiation. Because he has it like, even like his footprints, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Yeah, because it's like like you know, say he gets in a a a monster fight in your in your city as he is known to do. Mm. Uh, there's going to be fallout in the aftermath, <laughs> other than ju- the general destruction. <laughs> yeah, it's, oh. it's, it's, he's terrifying. Because uh, you think looking up at something that big, and all right, it's past, we're safe. No, mm. no. And then you got to wonder which way the wind blows. Like, it's just a constant rippling effect with him. It's, yeah, it's yeah, scary. It's so much worse than, like, xenomorph acid blood, because that's mm-hmm. scary. Right? Yeah. Also, that's... he's big, oh. but they still lose track of him, mm-hmm. which is terrifying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because they're just like, we don't know where he went. He went under the water. He could pop up anywhere. Mm-hmm. And it, that's, I mean, it's, it's jaw. Like I think mm-hmm. Andrew, you said it like it's jaws, man. Like yeah. Godzilla is fucking scary. And like, you yeah. don't know where yeah. he's going to show up and you don't know what, I mean, sometimes he's just there for, you know, a, a train or two. And then next day he wants the whole city. Like it's crazy. <laughs> It's, well, yeah, it'd be like if if in Hawaii, if they were like, okay, the big volcano, it's a little bit active today. It's going to be kind of scary. <laughs> and they turn around, they're like, where the... F- where the f- <laughs> <laughs> and then a week later, it just pops up somewhere different and erupts. Oh, my yeah. God. Well, yeah, exactly. He, he's a tsunami, right? He's he's a hurricane. He's, he's like, a tornado. Yeah. He's earthquakes. He's, everything he's an angry we, force of nature. We can't control it. We We can't stop it you know really because it's it's beyond us and it's beyond our control and, and that's what probably makes them scarier than anything it's like it's when humans when we realize we don't have control because you know a giant godzilla is just going to come through and go nah nah and that gets me into a point yeah. where it kind of the movie's so stark because it, he has to develop a weapon even worse than godzilla yes to kill godzilla what it's which is already just like damn <laughs> like it's like adding like you know the apocalypse doomsday cake and then just adding a little bit of cyanide on top because <laughs> it's like oh yeah don't worry we can kill godzilla but it might wipe out all life on earth let's try it out <laughs> yeah it's... exactly it's so it's so entertaining i mean it's 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 harrowing but it's entertaining to listen to them try and debate because there's there's in a lot of these stories, Godzilla is so unstoppable. Most of them involve some tactical conversation at some point that mm-hmm. involves military government officials having a conversation like the following. Oh, uh, Godzilla is going to totally destroy us if we don't do something. What can we do? I don't know. Maybe we can try any of these 20 things. All of them don't work. Uh, call your mom and cry. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, the thing I found most interesting about uh, the 54 is, you know, it, it contains a lot of the kind of silly dated special effects that everyone's, you know, with a lot of kaiju fans that they just love the suits and the chintziness of the, the models that they're destroying. Mm-hmm. It's such a, an incredible showcase for what intent can actually do to the projected images because it's mm-hmm. the same kind of technology, but it hits in such a fantastically different way. Mm-hmm. You just pull like, the stops down like three, three stops down on the light. And it's just yeah. like, everything is more scarier. Yeah. Cause this movie is dark. And that's one thing mm-hmm. that really adds to the effects is how dark the film actually is. Like, I, I don't mean by like tonally. I mean, literally it is it's, dark. It's, it's like I, a documentary sometimes. 
Exactly, right? And you're like, and like Godzilla, they do do see him during the day a few times, which Mm -hmm. is very nice because then you get to really see the suit and everything. But when he comes, that that night raid, when he is destroying Tokyo, it's just like, fuck. (laughs) Like, and there are people like on that train when they're like, I'm tired of evacuating and going to safe places. Like, my life's too hard. I'm just going to stay here. And it's like, oh my God. It's like, it's so, it's so sad. It's so depressing. Yeah, I also think that part of the reason maybe the tonally, as you're mentioning, it, it, it is so much scary and and the same technology hits harder is a similar reason to why the black and white version of the mist is so much mm. more effective than the color version. Because I think there are a lot of very effective monster movies in color, like like the host, Alien. There's a ton. The Thing, obviously. Uh, but... For this particular film, the way that they filmed it combined with how dark it is and the black and white, it hides a lot more of, you know, a dude in a suit in a miniature city. Yes. It feels real. There's a lot more focus on the emotions of the people on the ground. And with it being filmed in black and white, it's kind of like hiding their work a little bit easier. There's also just a weird quality. Uh, I think Kelly said it earlier. It feels like a um, a documentary. It's... Yeah. The, specifically like Japanese film I don't know stock the speeds at which they they, they ran their film there's it, it's slightly overexposed during the daytime scenes you know so it's like really bright it goes really there's something that feels more true to life about the particular film style and and, and I noticed it a lot with like because I'm a big samurai movie fan and it's like you watch samurai mm-hmm. movies from that time they have that same kind of feel where like the movement is slightly unnatural Mm-hmm. But for some reason, that makes it more natural, you know, because it's it. There's this movie lacks any kind of artifice. In ter- its style is very straightforward, and that mm-hmm. is so complementary to what they're attempting to do. Mm-hmm. Totally. Did you ever see the uh, colorized version of the film? I've no. never seen the colorized version. No. No, it, it's. I don't think I have. It was made by some. Um, it was for Italian release in '77, I believe, and the colors are just weird. Um, looks like it's not colorized in the sense that we see, like for example, Harryhausen film or an old Warner film. Um, sure. This is just like this scene is all red with a little bit of green up there. <laughs> so it's like Suspiria. Yeah, but then, but then to <laughs> make the film cut. extra distasteful, they also edited in. Um, real dead bodies onto the streets. Uh, for, for, yeah. So it's not a pleasant experience. No, you crazy Italians. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> that's, that's Godzilla. That's Godzilla 1954 for you folks. It's, just, <laughs> it's a downer. <laughs> and we, and we love being scared and sad. I was say, yes. Just in case you, it wasn't sad enough. Here are real dead people. Yeah. Yeah. God damn. Cause they, they do so much too with, you know, I think about how often, Godzilla is exposed. It's one of the things I liked about 2014 was the more he's hidden, you know, he's obstructed. There's how long is it? It's like 40 minutes before we really even get like a clear look at him, mm-hmm. you know, because I think we watched mm-hmm. like a few houses get smashed and, 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 you know, the boats are destroyed <clears throat> and it's, and it's, it's somehow so much more frightening. There that scene where the family is sleeping in their, uh, in their oh, beds yeah. and then the house just gets torn to shreds as this thing, with it, there's no mirth to what he's doing there's no malice he's just moving through doing mm-hmm. what he's doing and mm-hmm. just watching it just crumble around them from the inside yeah it's it's 
it's so much more frightening. Well, and I, and I, I feel too, like uh, it's interesting because in a lot of the subsequent films, Godzilla is sometimes an antagonist as, as we mentioned. And, and sometimes other Kaiju, other entities are, are the, the menace, but in 54, it's very much, as we mentioned, Godzilla, but then also because of the subtext, the enemy's kind of the U.S. Yep. Kind of, yeah. Mm-hmm. In a in a contextual way. Because of the Bikini Island. Um, right. Uh-huh. Like, uh, which, was, tests. which was based on a real thing, the uh, Lucky Dragon incident, which was uh, mm-hmm. a, a ship that went too close to one of the bombs. And um, yeah, you know, the country was talking about it. And yeah, that became one of the big uh, sparking points for the story. Yes, right, right. Having the context of... Uh... Hiroshima and Nagasaki is, is so important to watching this film mm. um, because this isn't, you know, there's a certain joy I think we get out of watching giant creatures destroy the, the crap out of everything. You know, it's just that right. wanton destruction. It's like when you were a kid building up Lego sets and then you happily smashed them down. Mm-hmm. And this film just ignores all of that. Everything that's happening is just horrifying and deeply human. Yeah. Because while the buildings are crumbling and the explosions are going down, the thing that the camera really always cuts back to is us. And, mm-hmm. you know, the people it's past, the people who are looking at it coming towards them, the people who are in the middle of it. And it's the film never loses its focus, though it is, you know, it's named after the giant radioactive lizard. It, it's about us. Yeah. I mean, and kind of speaking to that, it's one of the few monster movies so these larger monster movies are so often filmed at like King Kong more at the level of the creature in a lot of, in a lot of scenes mm-hmm. um, rampaging through the cities. Cause that's where the fun is visually or, or even like above to give like a bird's eye view of, of the landscape. But Godzilla is largely on the ground. Like it's from our side, our, our view looking up mm-hmm. at this inevitable thing against which we are nothing. Yeah, I think that's a good segue into what I think is really stands out in this movie too is the mm-hmm. human aspect of it. Mm-hmm. A lot. I mean, if it, I really do think people should go and check more Godzilla movies uh, in general, mm-hmm. uh, but Certainly. and I do think we should maybe do a little like, a bit of recommendations at the end for people that aren't as well versed as sort of jumping off points, maybe. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I I know uh, Kelly and I have already had different ideas on what <laughs> yeah, people should I start know. with, <laughs> <laughs> um, but. Man, the story of like uh, I love the fact uh, that the the botanist, not the botanist, is zoologist, right? That's what he is a Yamada, not Yamada. Uh, I think uh, Yamane. Yamane. I think he's a paleontologist. Yeah, Yamane. Paleontologist. He's that's right. Pain, yeah, he, and it's like his character is like he doesn't want Godzilla to die. Like it's mm-hmm. very in- interesting. Mm-hmm. Like he's genuinely, genuinely upset when they're like, "We need to figure out a way to kill Godzilla stat," and he's like, "But he's the maybe the last creature." of his kind right. he's incredibly resistant to radiation all this shit just happened to us like a little bit ago maybe we should study it but i mean godzilla kind of pushes his way into needing to be destroyed in a sense mm-hmm. yeah um, they, well they never let you forget the awe of godzilla like yes. ever. <clears throat> you, you should be staring up in abject terror and sheer awe like yeah yeah but like also but when do you see in a movie where like a scientist is like, well, I'm not going to destroy Godzilla. I really want to just kind of figure out what Godzilla is. Yeah, like, I would yeah. just like us not to be currently attacked by Godzilla. <laughs> yes. Right. Yeah. 
And I feel like that's something, and we'll probably get to this at a certain point, but but that's something that they also do well in the recent MonsterVerse ones, where where there's always that voice saying, uh, this belongs in nature, mm-hmm. and its dominance is natural and not bad. Mm-hmm. And we need to find a way to coexist. Our response, We probably can't destroy it and all of them, and if we could, we shouldn't. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then I think that's where uh, Sarazawa is interesting where he's just like I I don't want to create a weapon. I don't want to use this as a weapon. That's the the scientist that creates the oxygen destroyer. Mm-hmm. And I yeah, and even though like the the crazy love triangle, I was totally in for that too. Like I was like I really <laughs> yeah. dig in like all of the characters are like that the them following that family. Mm-hmm. was yeah. such a smart decision. <laughs> yep. Cuz I was like super invested in what what's going on with them and then you like get to see then you get some godzilla stuff and it's like mm-hmm. then their reaction to what's going on like you see uh yamane's uh disposition towards godzilla kind of change as the film goes on but then also mm-hmm. at the same time he's still like i hope there's more <laughs> it's like what yeah. you, <laughs> you sick fuck <laughs> oh yeah because he gives that one speech and he's like you know there's weird footprints in the mountains in this part of the world yeah. and there's weird stuff in the ocean we don't even know <clears throat> and like he's naming off like potential kaiju and i'm just like like more more yes. other more yes. it's, but that's, that, that's terrifying though it's like exactly all right, we've been approached by this this gigantic lizard that's breathing what else like how much worse could this get and just Mm -hmm. like i think about like pacific rim really made me think about it um what it would be to live in a world where kaiju attacks were a thing just i don't know (laughs) i i I deal with ulcers enough now i don't need like my entire body to become okay yeah (laughs) just be oh in real life yeah they would just be a breakdown of civilization (laughs) like any gay any any day you could just be like taken down by you know mothra like i was on my way to school and and johnny was lifted off into the air by mothra and the school oh yeah you wouldn't go to school anymore man we'd be living in in (laughs) like like, we would take we like you know the hollow earth theory that jeff's so in love with we would (laughs) feel that hollow earth (laughs) full (laughs) for the uh, the listeners at home if you're listening to this one you probably are have listened to the king kong episode that came out uh last one uh last release but if you haven't that's a central component of the monsterverse and uh and your number three it, conspiracy theory. It is my number three <laughs> favorite conspiracy theory. But if 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 we also have the caveat that the the hollow uh, Earth is full of monsters, then I guess it probably would be my number one. If that's the caveat. <laughs> like it's full of what now? <laughs> uh, I want to give a little bit of uh, general context. You can also tell between the two episodes. As a side note how much more somber and serious this is than the King Kong one. Because King Kong is fun. King Kong is like, oh, they did that ape dirty, but there's a lot of set pieces. It's not really sad other than what happens to Kong. Uh, But in this one, it's just like, it's so good and it's so somber. And it feels bad to laugh at anything. Yeah, yeah. Because it's it's, watching the kind of... uh the more behind the scenes, like as uh, 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 Tom said earlier, the 
dealing with the bureaucracy of like Japanese government. There's that wonderful scene where they're debating if they're even going to tell the public about Godzilla. <laughs> yes, I love and, that. And there's this one woman who's like, are you an idiot? Of course we tell them. <laughs> and then he's like, but the panic would be too extreme. And it's, you sit back and you think about if you've ever watched like two hours of like a Senate debate in like on C-SPAN. Yeah. It's it, it, mm-hmm. Holy crap. Like everything, <laughs> this film became so relevant to me in like a single moment. I'm like, oh my God, because I think somebody said earlier, you can apply Godzilla to anything. He's not just a nuclear bomb. He's not just a, a force. And it's like, you think like, about we... government yeah, competence is the ultimate <laughs> right. form of like FEMA's ineffectual. Well, it's like, like if you think of like climate change, right? It's like, oh, okay. Well, like, do we admit climate change because if we're going to really admit climate change we have to fundamentally rethink our entire civilization yep in order to do so and so you have parties are just like well we could write out the economy for like another two decades (laughs) let's just lie about it a little bit and it's exactly that conversation godzilla is the inevitability of oceans rising and destruction yeah he's just more immediate right and i mean and and in some ways that's less terrifying because you can see godzilla you yes. can shoot like, at Godzilla. You, you know? can shoot yes. at Godzilla, which I don't know why they always fucking shoot at Godzilla. And then how do you <laughs> mi- how do you miss Godzilla? It's I like God so damn it. <laughs> it's like, dude, what you, you, in the when they're shooting the rockets at him, like none of them hit him. <laughs> no, it's like, it's like, like crazy. Like, how do you, you could... miss Godzilla? He's <laughs> fucking gigantic. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, it, it's like that 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 phrase like you couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. But yeah, he, just, yeah, yeah. Like, he's twelve barns big. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, like if you look off to the west he's the only thing you see <laughs> yeah like it's like if you threw a rock in his direction you probably hit him like I, <laughs> but these these jets man i kind of believe that upwards until about the mid 80s all military forces were trained by the same people who trained the 18 so like you weren't allowed <laughs> to actually hit anybody with bullets yeah. yeah, it's just like a bunch of like all of these planes are just piloted by stormtroopers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's the problem. Like, how did you miss Godzilla? I don't know. I'm a clone. <laughs> uh, yeah, I love that. That that. I mean, I know it's like I know we were just talking about how you can laugh at this movie because it's so depressing, but I don't know it. It is depressing, and but it it is kind of silly, right? Like just this giant oh. thing just ripping things apart is kind of silly inherently, which is why I think lends to the series becoming campier. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Um, that's actually a, a good setup because I, I did want to for the listeners at home go into the general context a little bit. Uh, so at the initial stage of production, uh, producer Tomoyuki Tanaka wanted to make a deep sea monster movie. Uh, there's a little bit of, it's not a hundred percent clear exactly specifically what was inspiring him, but, uh, you know, these American big monster movies had been increasingly released in Japan, like the beast from 20,000 fathoms, uh, the re-release of King Kong. Uh, and so Tanaka assigned popular fiction writer Shigeru Kayama to write the original story and, they hired Ishiro Honda as the director and IG Subariaya as a special effects artist. So uh, it we'll, we can talk about this more as we kind of get into the themes later, but the film was produced only about two years after the end of the U S occupation of Japan. 
And so Japan had nominal sovereignty, but uh, it was still heavily involved in the Cold War, which allowed the military to remain stationed within Japan. Uh, There was a lot of apprehension in Japan over uh, this political context. There's still a lot of memory of what happened with, as we mentioned, you know, Hiroshima, Nagasaki, and... uh, and then there's the Lucky Dragon incident, which caused nuclear fallout from, from the Bikini Atoll tests. Uh, and so the, the dangers of nuclear radiation and of, of the U.S. as using Japan as a, uh, a literal testing ground, but also in, in, in a wartime way as well, uh, was surrounding Japanese culture at the time. And they were constantly reminded because of the continued military presence. So that created this context for the story to emerge as, as a horror film that reflected the horrors of war and the horrors of, of nuclear fallout. It's also interesting because the, the success of Godzilla initially, because it was, it was a blockbuster. It did very well in Japan. Uh, Part of it was also due to the creators and the production staff. So uh, Sub- uh, Subaraya is is famous as the founder of, of his own special effects studio, which uh, in 1961, he went on later to develop a popular uh, you know, sort of TV superhero show, Ultraman, uh, in 66. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. And so... Um, uh, for Godzilla, he actually in, uh, invented basically a new technique for animating monsters that hadn't been used before. So in King Kong and in the Harryhausen uh, films, they use stop motion animation to to be you know Cyclops and all these other film creatures in Hollywood. But Subaraya Im- used human sized monster suits for animating monsters. Like it was, it was referred to as suit suitmation, I think, in English. And so Godzilla actors would wear in the, the now infamous rubber suits, and they'd stomp around in miniature cities. Uh, and in subsequent films, you can see because here that's kind of it's it's visible in fifty four when you can see Godzilla, but it's largely hidden because of the way they filmed it. But in the subsequent films. You know, you can see miniature tanks rolling on a miniature landscape and these like suited titans fighting. It's so cute. And this, it's, it's <laughs> awesome. It is. It actually is adorable. <laughs> it's so adorable. And then uh, so that as, as a means of showing these these monsters became kind of iconic coming out of Japan. And they kind of added uh, an additional element that kind of sold it. And Godzilla's monstrosity was... Uh, the they developed for him this trademark roar uh, and lumbering footstep sounds that they would use repeatedly. The film score was uh, created by composer Akira Ifukube, and he created Godzilla's roar by rubbing a loosened string of a double bass with a glove. And then he created the sound of the footsteps that's used by bashing an amplifier box. <laughs> uh, 
Can we say that his roar is one of the most iconic sounds? Like, yeah, I was ever say, created. I was like, I'm waiting to jump in because not only the roar, but the music in the movie is really mm-hmm. fucking good. Oh my god, Ifukube, yeah, the, one of the best. Like, if you guys Absolutely. don't love that Godzilla theme song, like, just you know what, let Godzilla eat you. Like, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> that, that music is so good. Like, oh, it is. It gets stuck in my head now. Like, I could be in, in like. A coma, and someone play that music, and I'd be like, "Na na 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 na," and I'm like, "Where is he?" <laughs> like, I'm gonna hide. Um, hide? No, Hell no! I'm gonna go like, Master, what do you need me to do? Like, <laughs> just point me in the right direction. <laughs> no, yeah. that's why I had to mention it because yeah, it's the so music. iconic, yes. and it really sells the menace and the threat, and it's brilliant. That's one thing that really stands out between Kong and Godzilla. Godzilla has the iconic roar and the music. I don't know what the hell the God Kong music is. I mean, it didn't have bad music. It just it's didn't have generic 1932 film score. Yeah. yeah Kong, doesn't, Kong doesn't have that, that, but Godzilla, man, like when you hear that roar, like it, like it pierces like every inch of my soul. Like I, 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 I know it. I feel it. It's a terrifying sound. It's an yeah. absolute, it's like hearing a lightsaber or like an alien screech. Like you just, you know immediately yeah. what that noise is. Yeah, that's like you're screwed. And then like it's so crazy because it also kind of changes because when Godzilla kind of becomes a hero and you hear that noise, you're like, he's here. <laughs> like, yeah. And it's like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> Life has changed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I used yeah. to be so afraid of that sound, and now it's just like, dude, like, go kill that robot, master. <laughs> exactly. No, and, and so it's interesting too because 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 Godzilla was a was a standout success, which created. Uh, right away, they greenlit a sequel, which is, I think, the only one that Ishiro Honda didn't do. Mm, no, uh, uh, I mean, in, in the uh, original, like the Showa period, you know, it was Ishiro Honda did the most, but also Jun Fukuda did second most. And uh, but mm, I can't okay. remember who did uh, Raids again, the direct sequel. Yeah, it was it was a different director, but I don't remember who. Yeah, um, I'm looking uh, now but um but it was yeah it was a runaway success and then it spawned pretty quickly motoyoshi uh, oda directed thank you the second the sequel perfect thank you um and then it kind of sparked a whole uh kaiju genre of these large creatures uh many of them were in uh the gods subsequent Godzilla films, uh, and and some of them started on their own, like Rodan and Mothra had their own mm-hmm. individual films before being integrated into Godzilla. Uh, and then the other notable kaiju thing, uh, k- kaiju uh, tradition in Japan, is that in '65, uh, Daiai uh, released a, a, their own giant monster film, uh, not Toho, which was the the Gamera film. Uh, Gamera being this giant flying turtle monster that flies via rockets like like just like rocket a fiery rocket trail basically and has these massive fangs is this giant fire breathing flying turtle monster it is awesome it's fine don't Uh, worry about it (laughs) (laughs) Um, he's there to save the day don't worry yeah (laughs) that one's just good he's just a good guy it's not um but yeah, so because basically these these films uh, starting from Godzilla create this entire genre that now influences everything from like in in, in the state specific rim mm-hmm. to Colossal to all these other films. 
And it's all stemming from this 54 film, mm-hmm. effectively. Something interesting to, too, to talk about with Godzilla is uh, how the dubbing has, I think, kind of represented the oh, franchise. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because mm-hmm. um, I think for the longest time, people were like, Godzilla, isn't that those silly dubbed Japanese movies with rubber suits? Mm-hmm. Like, right? And, and but what, like, uh, I enjoy the dubbing for what it is. If it's a silly Godzilla movie, the dubbing kind of normally elevates the silliness. Um, mm-hmm. But the subtitles, I'm watching it in native Japanese is, it really is way better. It's so much, it's very, it's fascinating how bad they dub <laughs> some of these movies. Yeah. Well, I always got the idea that usually the people doing it were haphazardly reading the script and just kind of looking at it and making shit up as they went along. And if they didn't take it seriously, the dub would be, you know, a goofy mess. Totally. I mean, that, that's why, like, I remember growing up, like, the old joke would be like, oh, no, it is Godzilla. And it doesn't even match the lips even yep. almost. <clears throat> like, mm-hmm. there's no attention paid. No. It, yeah. I, the creature is attacking the city. And, you know, one of your friends would be speaking while you mouthed, you know? Like, right. Yeah. 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 And it's, and it, it, I think for me, that's a lot of why I kept away from, from kaiju films was because the silly dubbing. Like, I'm all for silly movies, but... You know, in this country, it was really hard. Uh, we had a, a Japanese shop. It was about the size of a closet. You could go get, like, um, subtitled versions, you know, you could for anime, for, for kaiju films and stuff. And, and I, I never really indulged, but it was always, like, it was always fascinating to me to wonder what it was like in its original language because mm-hmm. it plays so damn differently. Yeah. That's why, like, I'm, I'm a very firm believer in, I mean, for for if you're someone that doesn't want to read subtitles, uh, it's better that a thing has a dubbed option so that you can experience it in some way than not at all. But in general, I think subtitles are vastly superior to dubbing. The original performances, everything. Exactly. Exactly. The performances are never, they're never as good. And it takes me out of it frequently. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. I, I find with like anime, like anime animation, I can take a dubbed a little bit better. Um, I, I would be the same, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I still would prefer to watch, of course, in the original intended, you know, uh, language release. I'm one of those purists, though. Like, I'm that guy who who will buy the, like, the Blu-ray, the special edition Blu-ray, and then watch it in the original mono soundtrack because that was the way it was mixed, and that's the way it should be, and that's how I'm going to do it, you know. So it's Fair. yeah, it's I, I just. I'm really looking forward to like digging into these because this was this was kind of a kick in the pants to me, Gojira. Mm. I, I was not expecting like I knew kind of going into it what it was and I knew its reputation, but I was not expecting what I got. Like it, it, there are moments that are legitimately powerful in this film, especially mm-hmm. taken within the context of when it was made and what it's what it's saying. And it's I was kind of blown away by this. <laughs> it's mm. I, I couldn't imagine going back and watching the Raymond Burr american dubbed version now mm-hmm. definitely yeah. and that's why i think it's interesting um because there aren't really a lot of godzilla movies like godzilla 54 no and i think that's cool because it that movie it just stands on its own and then it lets godzilla do and be whatever it wants to be because there are also like lots of different forms of godzilla right like mm-hmm. godzilla does not come in just one package. I mean, there's like it's regular there's to Christmas. 29 <laughs> movies or something, right? Like, there's a lot of like, I've lost yeah. count. 
And that, that doesn't even count uh, the like animated and comic books and mm-hmm. right. And uh, the Mike's the Slopolis is, you know, Godzilla 98, <laughs> which is which near and dear to my heart. Best. I, I think I, it's my fourth favorite. <laughs> <laughs> I remember falling asleep during the 98 in the theaters. So like when I went through this the other day, I was like, oh, this is the first time I've really watched this movie. This is awful. <laughs> Because even as a guy who doesn't know Godzilla, like I know a lot of Godzilla fans, and this Mm -hmm. is—I don't know how they could think this is what they wanted at all. Oh, it's not a Godzilla movie. It's just a a, (laughs) giant. giant, It's just a funny. It's just a pure comedy giant monster movie. Yeah. If you just go, yeah, go in knowing that it is a comedy, and that no matter how straight they try to play it, it is a comedy. You'll love that movie. Well, and then it's (laughs) funny too because, um, so Toho. uh after it didn't get a sequel uh mm-hmm. but then toho later used a throwaway monster in, in a godzilla big old team up spectacular named zilla <laughs> that looks nearly identical it's basically supposed to be the 1998 mm-hmm. monster and it's literally just executed in 15 seconds yeah, <laughs> yeah. that was in godzilla final wars yeah yes yeah that's a one to watch if you guys like god if you, if you <laughs> Final Wars is awesome because it's like nonstop monster fighting. It's awesome. Yeah. Maybe we should, like maybe there's... that's the one that we should do a separate episode on. <laughs> I also like that there's a line, I think it's in GMK, where they're talking about Godzilla hasn't been seen in forever. And someone says, well, didn't New York, uh, America say something about seeing him in the 90s? And they're like, yeah, but our experts doubt that was a real thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's like malice in that. Yeah, that there was definitely. There should be. That movie was, I mean, it did. It did a lot of harm to the brand, you it know, because mm-hmm. that was a big uh, if if anyone remembers the year and a half of commercials for it and all the merchandise, oh, the hype and, was huge. And then you go in and, and you're watching the Simpsons actors run around <laughs> for what feels like forever <laughs> while a giant iguana that keeps getting bigger or smaller, depending on the scene. And it's like it's half a ripoff of Jurassic Park and it's depressing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. They're like, like, oh no, a giant iguana named Godzilla is attacking the city. Let's throw Matthew Broderick at it. And we'll give him a funny name, and then people will mispronounce it. It's hilarious. You'll love it, kids. Hey guys, come on now. Let's <laughs> let's, let's be nice. Don't forget that Jean Renault is in the movie. And he can't get anything French in New York. <laughs> For some reason. Look. I watched no this recently. Shows. Yeah, he, they're like, they're like, it says French rose. <laughs> He's like, God damn it, <laughs> no croissants. What is it, donut? <laughs> See, you guys are laughing. <laughs> Stop hating on Godzilla. Yeah, Leon the professional versus Godzilla. Well, now he's gonna have a challenge. Finally. Oh well, okay. So let's let's open. Oh this yeah, up that movie sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I feel a little bit bad because we've talked about the the wonderful 54 film and then went straight to 98. (laughs) The amazing 98 version? Which is obviously the best. Yes. Um, Had the best marketing. What are other, what are other, because there's, there's so many, there's so much to talk about. What are other Godzilla films that, that you all like and enjoy? Now I'm going to, this is going to be a little of a cheat because this, I always bring this up because when I was little, I had a, one on one of my Godzilla tapes, it had Godzilla vs. Bambi. Now, I don't know if oh, any of you guys have seen that. I, yes. you guys have seen it. It is yes. 
phenomenal. Please. It's like three minutes long. <laughs> Until she smashed. Yes. It's, it's yeah. so true to the nature of Godzilla. Yes. <laughs> it's just Bambi eating, looking up occasionally, looking around, going yeah. back to eat, and then the foot just Being comes cute. down. <laughs> yeah, I love Go- Godzilla. I think it's maybe Godzilla meets Bambi, but yeah, yeah it was on the yeah, it was on one of the tapes, and I love it. Um, but <laughs> in all seriousness, <laughs> uh, so I would say everyone needs to watch Godzilla versus Destroya. I think that's one of the best mm-hmm. Godzilla movies. Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla is really, really good. Uh, can you? Can you? Um, I'm sorry to put you on the spot. Can you? Can you summarize Godzilla versus Destroya a little bit? Like, yeah, it's kind of like an ending. It's like a wrap up to. 54 in a sense um which is cool because there's kind of like a little continuity there because it uh essentially when they use the oxygen destroyer to kill godzilla spoilers <laughs> for the 1954 film it kind of started mutating these crustaceans and these crustaceans end up like voltroning into the destroyer <laughs> which mm-hmm. is like this just giant evil monster oh and by the way godzilla is about to go nuclear and destroy the entire planet <laughs> and his son is like running around doing godzilla jr things but godzilla is about to explode and so they you they're like well we'll use just destroy it to kill godzilla before he destroys the earth and destroy is like way worse like he's actually an asshole <laughs> <laughs> Like he straight up just murders people and is a dick. <laughs> and eventually, you know, they get, there's a brawl and I won't spoil it. I think I already did it earlier, but Godzilla <laughs> Jr. gets his heart ripped out. <laughs> 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 or something like he, because this destroyer has like, like a the sheer uh, joy of you. <laughs> he has like, he has like an alien mouth. Thing where yeah. like there's like a mouth in his mouth or it's in his yeah. chest and he has or something. wings yeah and he like he literally just like jabs it into his chest and like rips out a part of baby godzilla it's it graphic happens. um but yeah that's godzilla vs destroy i think it's like it was like the end of one of the eras because like godzilla mm-hmm. was kind of gonna die and they're gonna like just let it be and then 98 happened and they were like, we're going back. Yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> we got to come back. Godzilla Millennium right after. It's like, okay, no, we're taking this back. Yeah. Yeah. We're like, oh, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, that, that's a great one. That's, that, it's, it's really fun. Because uh, folks at home, Godzilla can be fun. Yes. Godzilla is <laughs> mostly fun, yeah. I would say. Mostly. Yeah. Um, anyone else have, have recommendations for ones that really speak to you? I mean, ninety-eight. <laughs> like, I, I can't, I can't stress enough how great it was. Uh, the, like, I, I, it's weird because my exposure is with primarily with the newer Americanized stuff, but there are moments in twenty fourteen that I, I, I think are absolutely stunning. Mm-hmm. Big budget filmmaking, like with the the, the jump from the plane. Um, oh yeah, absolutely. Down is just that scene is, I like, I get chills thinking of it, and the uh, the opening with with cranston it's like I, I i'm kind of looking forward to all of you telling me like where to go and then tweeting at you about the ridiculousness <laughs> i just saw because oh we need to have watch alongs this is a great oh yeah movie. yeah oh yeah because this is uh yeah i mean I, i'll go with 98 like if if you really want a solid introduction to the series um <laughs> roland emmerich and dean devlin got your back <laughs> 
What about you, Kelly? Any recommendations? Um, okay, so I mean, I love I, the recommendations. The list could go on for so long. I'm going to pick out uh, Godzilla versus Hedorah, or Godzilla versus the Smog Monster, um, just because uh, it yeah. is so weird. Oh, the Smog um, Monster is the is. Mm-hmm. I oh, mean, yeah. it's like it's like if Seiji Suzuki <laughs> decided to direct a Godzilla film. Um, it it's got this bizarre. I mean, there's a part where somebody I'm pretty sure drops acid during the film. And you know, start seeing fish people. Um, and then, uh, so Hedorah, the smog monster, is basically all this sludge and waste from the sea that got hit by a meteorite and turns into a sludge monster, and it's going to pollute the world. And, and it kills people. It's one of the first ones since the '54 film where it's we're seeing the bodies left behind. Like it's, it flies over a bunch of people, and then we see skeletons on the ground and everything. Mm-hmm. Oh, also, Godzilla flies in this one. So oh yeah, he does. He does. <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah, does he, he grow wings or anything? Or is he just no, like no. He, he 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 turns around. He starts blasting his breath, and then he grabs onto his tail and takes off. Yeah, flying he backwards. Literally. Uses, oh, I know. I've seen that clip. Yeah, he's yeah. a jet. He is yeah. a jet engine. It's amazing. It's it's <laughs> that movie is just wild, and I I, I adore. <laughs> oh, and I would, I, I want to say also the the mashups like the destroy all monsters, all oh, monsters yeah. attack, final war, yeah. GMK. Uh, all the all the like Avengers Godzilla <laughs> movies are amazing. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think any of them are bad. Like they're all really good. Like yeah, I would definitely highly recommend. Like All Monsters Attack is really good, and Destroy All Monsters is really good. Mm-hmm. I love Destroy All Monsters. Wait, yes, totally. Because no, because the thing that's really fun is uh, because the series at a certain point takes you know I mean it takes a lighter tone pretty quickly, and at a at a certain point it involves so many different giant kaiju historically and realizes that it's just fun. Mm-hmm. So they're just like, oh, okay. Well, what if we just had like 12 kaiju fighting for two hours? Yeah. Or uh, you can't up. forget they also oh, have sorry. a, there's a moon base in that one, I believe. Oh yeah. And <laughs> there's like, and they have like a fancy rocket ship that they use to, cause there's, you have to understand, aliens like to mind control giant monsters a lot. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I th- and and if I'm if I remember correctly, aliens are mind controlling some monsters, and then they have to fight. You know, the mind controlled mm-hmm. monsters, and they're hiding in I think Mount Fuji or something. And... Something like that. Mountain. Yep, yep. And oh, but my favorite aliens are the uh, gorilla aliens from Mechagodzilla. <laughs> Oh my god, yeah, the Planet of the Apes guys. Yeah. Yes, they're literally they have like they're wearing like gorilla masks and their hair's dyed green. Yeah. And when they, when they die they make like they're like <laughs> <laughs> and then their faces like revert back to gorilla form. It's awesome. It's amazing. <laughs> if you don't like it, I don't want to be your friend. <laughs> oh, I love that. No, um, I would say for for me two that I would recommend uh, that are in the more fun vein are I love Godzilla versus Biolante. Mm. Yes, that one's great because the Biolante uh, design evolves. It's so cool. And, it is the coolest. Yeah, yeah. Because there's there's so many of these uh, the creatures that either 
are robotic versions of one of the kaiju Mm -hmm. and therefore look a lot like them or are some sort of type of clone or Godzilla's DNA combined with this thing or that thing. Mm -hmm. So it kind of looks a little bit like him. Uh, But Biolante is so visually different. It's a very different. Yeah. It's little shop of horrors versus Godzilla. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's constantly evolving. It's very fun. And then it kind of uh, similarly in the vein, I really like Godzilla versus Mega Gyrus. Mm. which EO isn't isn't i think uh i don't think it's the best of the entries but the, i love the giant insectoid creature design mm. it's just a lot of fun to look at on the note of that one that kind of reminds me we were talking about the oxygen destroyer and how you know these movies were about um you know same nuclear bomb bad um and also mm-hmm. all other big weapons horrible horrifying and it's interesting how the series kind of moved on and kind of went okay now we're making giant monsters to defend the city and also in megagiris we're gonna make a a a gun that shoots a black hole and that black (laughs) hole will swallow godzilla this is fine don't worry about it and yeah (laughs) like i said it departs it departs a bit it departs a bit bit. (laughs) it'll be like it'll get big enough to eat a kaiju but no bigger. It's all fine. <laughs> well, Space Godzilla like comes out of like a black hole or something, right? I think I think what? so, or a collapsed star or something. Like yeah, that. yeah. Like he's part of, of a star or something, and he's crystallized. Like Space yeah, like Godzilla the is shoulder pads ever. Space Godzilla is <laughs> intense. Yeah, like he has these two massive crystal shoulders that are <laughs> bigger than his head. <laughs> You know, something I was thinking about with at least to to bring it back to 54 is do you guys ever just kind of feel bad for Godzilla in the sense that like we woke him up? Like it's everything that happens in Godzilla is like our fault as humans or as Americans, I guess. I don't Mm -hmm. know. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you know, whether it be that or or the the human drama, you know, we talk about Kong as a a tragedy. I think the 54 Godzilla film is as much a tragedy kind of thing. I mean, yeah, it's Mm -hmm. mixed more with the disaster and horror aspects but yeah there's a lot of tragic stuff going on in that yeah like it, i i actually i was thinking about it we were as we were talking it's like godzilla is kind of he's just a creature right like yeah. mm-hmm. and we like black we were we disturbed him like who it's like cloverfield right like don't we like to go and mess in places we shouldn't and mm-hmm. sometimes you summon cthulhu and sometimes <laughs> you wake up godzilla like and it's really not, it's your fault in, in some sense. Um, mm-hmm. It's like, you did this to yourself. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <coughs> that's often where, like, the scariest monsters, I think, come from, is, is from either hubris or uh, just, they're often our past catching up with us, our mistakes catching mm-hmm. up with us. And mm-hmm. Godzilla is like, you think about really what splitting the atom did and what those bombs we created a way to destroy everything and Mm -hmm. you have this you have this force that just goes yeah you did and i'm (laughs) you know and it's like yeah it's 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 a stunning stunning monster i i I don't know i i really can't wait to dig into these so i can have fun talking about smog monsters and (laughs) and uh Mm -hmm. black holes but like my really my only points of reference are this brilliantly devastatingly sad giant monster movie and 1998's blockbuster <laughs> very different <laughs> and it's it's so like i the i know that the rest of the series is probably somewhere in between those two extremes 
yeah, actually, yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm like just trying to wrap my head around everybody laughing and having fun. And I'm like, man, that family, they're not <laughs> the same. <laughs> you know? Oh, and the posing. Do you guys notice the posing where it's like they ha- it's like their shadows are cast against that wall? Very oh, yeah. much like uh the mm. you know, the photos you see from Hiroshima of like the mm-hmm. fa- like people cowering against the walls. Yeah. Their shadows just yeah. like imprinted on the walls. It's it, it's like a hard film. I don't know because I don't know what I was expecting, but I, I was expecting a bit more fun. Mm. And then I I, I, I this movie is almost anti fun. Yeah, Raymond Burr was the fun. (laughs) (laughs) It's, it's, I I just can't wait till I'm, you know, watching Kong fight Godzilla and eating crackberries. Yeah, that happens. That's the third film in the series. It does not take long to get there. Yeah, that's what I was saying is like, Godzilla raids again, introduces Angelus, Angerus, and then it's Godzilla vs. Kong. And that's... And then it's 54 from there. It's like, huh? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Holy crap. Mm-hmm. That is... <laughs> like, you go from King Kong getting his nipples lit on fire by Godzilla <laughs> and shoving trees down his mouth. And then you go to, well, the 85, the 85 or the return of Godzilla, 84, yeah. is kind of a return to the 54. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I highly recommend that one as well. Yeah, Raymond Burr is actually in that one legitimately. Yeah, Yay. the 85 version. Yeah. Yeah. Go Perry. I, yep. It sucks that that version's not widely available in the States right now. Yeah, it's really hard to find. Yeah, you can get the Return of Godzilla, the, the original 84 cut, which is superior, but the, I grew up on the 85 one with Burr. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How, do you, how do you all feel, like uh, Kelly and Tom being the big fans you are, just the kind of total whiplash and... and the kind of reemergence of the more somber, serious tone, at least in the initial Godzilla reboot in 2014. Like, like where do you guys feel like, you know, like how do you kind of justify like initial metaphor to uh, lighting monkeys nipples on fire? (laughs) I like both. So (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) my brain lives in both of those worlds, (laughs) but uh, especially like when it comes with like the legendary films right like the 2014 and kong skull island i feel i don't know it's very weird because they almost they're coming from a place where they've had godzilla for like 50 60 years and they wasn't really attempt to me i don't feel like godzilla is very scary in the new movies Mm -hmm. um i i feel it's just like godzilla is a a super saiyan now and it's just like, well, we just got to charge him up and then send him at the bad guy. Yeah, I, I feel a little bit bad because, okay, so like many of the movies either like, there's this terrible thing. Let's see if we can send Godzilla at it. And then when it's not like that, it's like, okay, Godzilla gets to chill for one minute. Let's kill him while he's down. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's kind of the original series in a lot of ways. Like, So like Godzilla's just out on a walk and then it's like, hey, Godzilla, we need you. Ugh. <laughs> Yeah, kinda. I mean, oh, they literally guy. figure out ways to like mind control them and stuff. Well, <laughs> aliens do, but it's just mm-hmm. like I love how crazy this sounds. I, I mean, because you guys are bigger fans than I am of the kaiju genre, and, and, and it's kind of like, I guess ilk. Uh, how much do you think the popularity of Ultraman changed the future of Godzilla productions? Um, oh, it, definitely, and I think even stuff like Power it, Rangers, so. yeah, as well. Mm-hmm. I think it, it uh. Because uh, Ultraman is like campy to the extreme. I mean, he high fives Godzilla at one point. Yep. <laughs> and it's yep. like, oh, okay. 
Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I think it's, it's fine. I mean, I like the campy stuff. Um, but yeah, like, I don't know if I want a bunch of like extremely dark 1954 Godzilla That's movies. That's what I was about to ask. Like, like every, you... I don't, I'm, if there, I like every few years, like, let's remind everyone who Godzilla is. <laughs> yes, he is. He could kill you if you wanted <laughs> yeah. to. That's why I love Shin Godzilla is because it, Shin Godzilla is yeah. such a return to that. And mm-hmm. Shin Godzilla makes Godzilla so terrifying. And just how hopeless we are against nature, in a sense, as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that. I, before I go into I, I do want to, before I forget, mention real quick uh, to Kelly mentioning uh, Hedora. Uh, mm-hmm. One thing that I really do like about Hedora is mm-hmm. that it is kind of a... Uh, a return to like oh social issue versus social issue because Hedor is clearly uh, an environmental right, monster right. pollution monster where they were dealing with like a lot of pollution in Japan at the time so you're like what if what so so it is in a way a throwback even though it's in the more fun variant mm-hmm. of the series uh but Tom I'm so uh, uh I'm so glad that you mentioned Shin Godzilla because it really is kind of a it's effectively a remake of the 54. Yeah. Yes. But in, uh, so all the politics are still there and they're very prominent. Uh, the, the political under, I would say if there is uh, any current. negative to say about Shin Godzilla, it's that they focus more on the bureaucracy aspect of it and less on the character. Like there's not, there's not like that family that you're following, uh, in 54, right. In in resurgence, you're kind of following just this like low level bureaucrat kid that starts like a secret organization to freeze Godzilla. <laughs> Cause everyone is just like, Hey, Godzilla is not a big issue. Right. Cause it's, it's, it's making, it's poking at the uh, reaction to uh, Fukushima. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, mostly, which it's like every time there's a big natural disaster, it's like, gotta make a Godzilla movie. <laughs> I mean, Fukushima sort of imagery, made it in big time into Shin Godzilla, but also into the 2014 Godzilla. I mean, hell, mm-hmm. the, 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 it starts the, the, the reactor, prologue. Right? But, yes. Mm-hmm. I wish it was, uh, that was more of the movie, though, of for 2014. Yep. The uh, whole, like, Monsters in Vegas thing. I don't know. Don't <laughs> promise us Cranston and then not, like, cause the initial teasers, like, I, I, I was expecting more of, like, a fully, like, adult movie that might deal with some of you know, I think I described them in the King Kong episodes as movies where it's a bunch of people sitting around talking about a monster that's destroying a city and then mm-hmm. a few minutes of a destroying of the city. And it's, oh, they dropped the ball so hard on that. Because there's some imagery I love. There's some sequences. The general idea behind how we shoot Godzilla in that is fantastic. But then don't give us kick-ass when we could have <laughs> Wolf White. I mean, I really, really thought that Brian Cranston would actually have been cast in the movie. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. but he spent more time in the trailer than he did in the film. Oh god, did he ever? And it's it's so disappointing because it's I, I that movie feels weird kind of tonally to me um, because it's 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 kind of got that big budget Hollywood destruction porn. You know, we're we're supposed to be sitting there in awe at like these cities getting wiped out and the thrill of the action scenes, and then it's a very almost humorless movie. I yeah. <laughs> oh really i do yeah oh okay. I, I, it's interesting because i'm not a huge fan of it honestly there's stuff i love about it like it, there's and we haven't stuff. even talked about king of monsters which i think is i haven't even seen worse. 
myself. That's, well, okay, so <laughs> let's let's like actually for the listeners at home, let's let's uh uh talk about the the tonal contrast between like Shin Godzilla and the 2014 Godzilla. Okay, so they are they're very very similar in in time period, but made you know for very different reasons. I can I can sum it up I think pretty fast. In 2014, everyone is in awe of Godzilla. In 20 in Shin Godzilla, everyone is in fear of Godzilla. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would, yeah, that, sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think there's a he, that's a huge difference because when you're like in awe of it, it it almost diminishes how frightening Godzilla is. I, I like the both, uh, I, yeah, I like the monster verse Godzilla. But as others were saying about how it's not scary and stuff, what it reminds me of is most is um the uh, '90s Gamera. The way you know it was sort of the 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 um the monster hero that would die for us and sort of stuff um mm-hmm. yeah exactly yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's that's apt uh but godzilla's so, or gamera is way cuter and can fly <laughs> <laughs> he is just like a cute buddy you know what i mean yeah it's like, like dude, man <laughs> who doesn't love gamera you could climb inside of his shell and he'd probably make you breakfast like <laughs> Oh hey, you look tired. No, let me make you. Let me make you some eggs. Like his, <laughs> he, like he loves kids. Like how can you hate Gamera? Yeah, I think he hangs out with a kid in the He's very first. The friend one, of like all children, a... you know, yeah. like. Oh yeah, so like it, it's interesting because I, I actually really like, um, I like the 2014 one. I I like the the first appearance of the full appearance of Godzilla where, you know, it's, it's kind of ground level kind of like in 54. And then we just watch Godzilla rise above us for like four minutes, (laughs) you know, like there would be that like, Oh, this is not our planet anymore. And I, um, I'm sorry, Mr. Godzilla. Would you, do you want a coffee? Like, is that Ken Watanabe in that? Yeah, I yeah. Love, I mm-hmm. love the science presence of like it's the one thing like that I, I appreciated 2014 bringing over um, was the heavy. Let's just have a bunch mm-hmm. of minds sit around and talk mm-hmm. about some stuff and, and yeah, I dug it. it. It's it's a weird 2014's like right down the middle for me, where the stuff I love about it keeps me entertained, but it's like you're so close to being something really special and pretty cool. And yet just missed it. It just hmm. missed that mark for me. It's just funny because you know one of the plot points in that is that they, is that they like it. they like to eat the radiation. Yeah. I feel like yeah. in one of the older Japanese versions, they'd be like, "That's a good thing. Let him eat all the radiation. <laughs> <laughs> they were gonna launch him into space, like, yeah, instead of it. Like... Yeah, <laughs> but okay. I, I love I love Chonky Godzilla from 2014, like the little chonkster. I just want to like poke <laughs> that belly and like. I kind of love it. It kind of looks like a guy in a suit that's a little too big for him, and I'm all I'm all for it. Hey, you, but I mean, here's the thing: like, what we don't know is because like Godzilla had been around for a long time, and we just didn't, mm-hmm. you know, really know, weren't paying attention. You know, he didn't really reveal himself in a massive way, and he does. You know, he was still awake in that time period, so he's clearly just awake doing squats. <laughs> <laughs> he is a chonky boy. He did like like a. Uh, he like CrossFit for like fifty years. <laughs> He's man could use a jog and like a salad. 
Like, well, he swims like, everywhere. Like I don't, I don't understand. He's getting his cardio in. If he's well, I he, if he's eating Americans, that could be. The oh, issue. that's the problem. Yeah, yeah. He's like, he doesn't eat people in the new movies. Mm-mm. Yeah, he doesn't actually care doesn't enough shame. about people. It's like a secret shame. Them. He's just eating the Americans. That <laughs> off just. No, like, like, he's, like, he's just eating cruise liners. <laughs> he like walks through like Texas. They're like, what's he going to do? He just eating barbecue restaurants. <laughs> Don't look at me. <laughs> I've had a hard day, guys. I need this. I need this brisket. Carbo load. <laughs> no, but so I, I, I actually, um, you know, I, I liked it by and large. I like I would have liked more Godzilla in the 2014 one. Yes, uh, sure. But it was still good when he was present. Absolutely. Uh, I love, I love Shin Godzilla because, like, we watch him be the thing that transforms. It's not like, you know, uh, in a lot of the, like, like for example, like Biolante, where, like, it's evolving. We don't see that. We see Godzilla evolving from uh-huh. uh, a whole bunch of different iterations. You know, you have this large... Uh, sea creature variant and it just gets larger and it gets larger and different and evolves and grows arms and there's scenes where he's just like standing in this burnt out city uh-huh. just like deactivated because he just spent all of his energy torching the city just cause <laughs> <laughs> and they're like oh well he seems to be paused for a minute what can we do we can't do anything we should just move Okay. <laughs> and then he like wakes up again. He's like, okay, had a little nap. Anyway, destroy again. And his tail has lasers. <laughs> Multiple lasers. It's yeah, amazing. Yeah. I actually made a video, a mashup of Akira and, and Shin Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> Godzilla. Yeah. And then like it it even at the end, like like he gets frozen. But it suggests that he's still evolving. Uh, yeah, he's still evolving. More. Yeah, I love yeah. that. I and like the last that. shot, yeah, the last shot is like, uh, oh, it's how such much a tease. I spoil last shot? It's I such don't... a tease. But there's like, um, it shows basically the frozen Godzilla in sort of mid evolution, and there's these humanoid things that are starting to come out of his tail body. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Uh, yeah, like he's going to be and we'll probably like, never get an answer uh-huh. to it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was actually uh I was watched a video on YouTube where they were describing how like in the art book for the film, mm-hmm. Godzilla was essentially going to evolve into his own universe. Oh my god. Because he is like his body is essentially like a a star like a, with That's pure vision. Cool. And uh, I... he was going to just become his own little universe. <laughs> I remember reading that um, Toho originally the the filmmakers wanted it to be Godzilla that enters the movie and then evolves into something unknown. I guess maybe a universe, maybe something else, but um, keeps evolving into something unknown. And Toho's like, no, Godzilla must be the final stage. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, you know, you can make him weird before that, but not after. Oh, I get that makes sense. I mean, he's so the brand, brand, right? Right. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They don't want giant like monsters of madness at the ma- <laughs> mountain of madness godzilla oh my god now i do Sho- I, yeah, I wouldn't mind yeah <laughs> well now the makers of, of shin godzilla are making shin ultraman so we'll see how that goes 
Yeah. I, I look forward to that. That'll be fun. Like, I just love shit Godzilla, Shin Godzilla because, um, you know, in 54, he's frightening and it's sad. But, you know, he seems kind of angry. But, like, Shin Godzilla appears to hate. Yeah. 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 And Shin Godzilla solely places the blame in our laps mm-hmm. as humans. Yeah. Like, it, there's no, like, eh, was it the H-bomb or is this guy just crazy? No, it's like we totally did this to ourselves. Mm-hmm. And every chance that we had to stop it, we bundled because of bureaucratic reasons yeah um it's really cool it's uh you know if if you there's so many godzilla films that are worth your time but if you like 54 and you like the seriousness you like the scariness you like its sort of thematic undertones shin godzilla is going to be your jam i rewatched it um last night and for the first time i realized this is a funny movie too (laughs) <laughs> the, the bureaucracy and stuff and just the bang your head against the wall sort of um yes madness yes. of it all it, there it's, is it's just literally a scene where they're like we need to have that meeting but we can't have it in here we have to have it in the special meeting yes, room exactly. and everyone gets up and walks to the next room so they can start the next meeting exactly yeah and it's like, <laughs> and then it's like oh what well, biologists are here hold the meeting and then you know it's just it's it's funny in a in a sad sort of uh government is bullshit sort of it's kind of yeah it's kind of funny in the same way that uh you know uh, bong joon ho's the host is funny yeah where the monster is scary and those scenes are very effective but then when it, but like also another one of the villains is like government bureaucracy mm-hmm. and it's inadequacy to the moment mm-hmm. yeah i feel like, like that's always the bad guy that's a bad guy commonly in monster movies mm-hmm because like we just have no idea what we're doing. Yeah, like we don't have a Superman. Like, so bombs we, at it. Yeah, exactly. We don't have Avengers. We have this stupid institution that's <laughs> so inadequate to the task. Yeah, yeah. We we have a bunch of of you know weapons manufacturers who want to make something new and have people buy it for them. Like it's yeah. And then America gets on the phone and says, "Hey, we'll nuke it for you." Yeah, <laughs> literally, that is a, a line from that movie. <laughs> that is what we do. <laughs> yeah no and i love that they have like like it, it kind of shows at the popular world debates um <laughs> about that type of thing where they're like okay well uh the monster's bad and it's scary but also fuck america for being captain nuke all the time well and also <laughs> the american liaison is like this badass chick oh my god she's yeah oh i don't know about that character but yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love her because she's supposed to be, uh, you know, Japanese American. Uh, her name is um, whatever Kayoko Patterson, and she's gonna be, you know, she's like the planning to be president of the United States by forty, and she can barely speak English. And she's in scenes with other <laughs> Japanese actors who are meant to be from Japan who speak English so much better than she does, and it's just, well, it's one of those things that's hard to kind of ignore. Well, to be fair, we've had a president for four years that could hardly speak English, so... Okay. <laughs> Burn. <laughs> and, he, fair, fair. and he's about the color of something that Godzilla would fight. Yeah, it's true. He, got, he, gets his, he gets his spray tans from Atomic Breath. <laughs> oh, man. I... Uh... While watching Barry Lyndon. <laughs> it all comes back. <laughs> the circle is complete. Um, how did you all feel about uh, King of the Monsters, the uh, the follow-up to 2014? 
I'm watching it tonight, actually, when we get done with this. It's um, I'm not a fan of it. I like the okay. monsters. I mean, the CGI is cool, I guess. True. That's about all I think it had. <laughs> That's about all it had going for it for me. Okay, I like it. I do not love it. I, I 2014 okay. is much better. So is Skull Island. Um, I I think it's an interesting sort of uh, Hollywood take on sort of the 90s Godzilla films, uh, the Heisei ones, where it's, you right. know everyone's got this G force sort of thing, and the you know super X sort of spaceship flying off, and uh, and <sighs> I don't know. Uh, the human characters I never connected with the the the, the plot of you know global warming, uh, you know, I think it's a a fine message, but basically the message is you know, uh, Godzilla is going to make it all better. It's going to be okay, and also we can control everything. I love that the message of the twenty fourteen movie is that, um, you know, man needs to learn that nature is not under our control. And then in the direct sequel, they're like, we now have a thing to make them under our direct control. Yeah, literally, yeah. And that's why I don't like them that much. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're shoving messages down your throat, whereas when you go back and watch 1954's Godzilla, it makes you horrified because of what it's showing you. Mm-hmm. Whereas the legendary Monsterverse is telling you, you should feel bad for being a person <laughs> because monsters are cool. And it's like, you got it. I, I do, <laughs> like you said, the, the monster scenes, I do really like them, that they're there's some beautiful shots in the film. I I love the Rodan chase sequence through the sky. Um, yeah. Uh, I I watched this film in uh, a crowded uh, theater with a whole bunch of other Godzilla fans, and um, it was just kind of interesting because I mean, okay, the, the movie ends with you know the the new take on the go go Godzilla, and you know the whole auditorium singing it together. So that was fun. But there was also other parts where it's like the fans were really willing to tell you they hate Bradley Whitford in this movie and <laughs> all these other things where it's like this movie does get kind of annoying on rewatch, but um, yes. Yeah. Well, you said the best part of the movie was the credits when everyone was singing. So I remember when it came out, like there was, it was, I, I want to say like a, a muted reaction from the Kaiju community. Cause I know mm-hmm. I, I have a lot of friends who love it and, there was they're like oh there's some awesome visuals it's it's i i i'm confused because it it didn't feel like it it made the splash that i think they wanted it to so it's when Mm -hmm. we're coming into kong versus zilla um you know like i guess what i'm trying to say is like after uh, King of the Monsters. Are you guys as hyped for the new one coming out, or is it? Are you a little bit? Because they've gotten like exciting directors each time to make these films. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have Adam Wingard, who was the last person I would ever suspect would be making a kaiju film. Michael Daltrey uh, with the second one. Yeah. Uh, oh, I'm, I'm a huge fan of him. So yeah, I was like, so uh, hyped. Yeah, it's his weakest film, but you know. yeah. Uh, uh, and Krampus, me, oh my god! I mean, trick or treat, Krampus. Come on. Yeah, yeah. The man's the man's kind of trick awesome. or treat, Krampus, Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll defend King of the Monsters a little bit because okay. I don't think it's a perfect film, but I think in part it was an overcorrection. To I think they were That's too sensitive it. to mm-hmm. 2014's critics mm-hmm. because so 2014 comes out and it did decent, you know. 
uh, I think of the Monsterverse ones, Skull Island, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Skull Island performed the best. I thought the, the 2014 one did best, but I'm not sure. It's just that it, it, sure. um, it, it, um, it aged in the public eye pretty fast. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and I think people, criti- I remember there, there being a lot of criticism at the time. Like some people felt that 2014 was slow. Mm-hmm. Some people felt like there was too little Godzilla and mm-hmm. it took too long to get started. Um, and I think those are largely fair, but... Um, but when it got going, I'm pretty satisfied with what happened. Uh, but I feel like they were trying to overcorrect and be like, okay, people said that there's, um, there's not enough monster fighting. Okay. What if this was like, and too much attention to the people, but what if, um, what if this was like almost only monster fighting and the people were just not even relevant it's tough because it, it's a t- it's got to be a tough balance you know I, I constantly think of prometheus and alien covenant mm. with covenant being a direct reaction to prometheus's yeah. critics and then you come out trying to, to serve both audiences and then you end up making nobody happy you know and yeah well i think that's part of the problem of it just being a giant hollywood movie yeah, yeah like i mean million dollar movie yeah i mean uh King of the Monsters kind of reminds me. I mean, it's got imagery that feels like it's more suitable for Avengers or whatever with the flying warships and stuff. I mean, it's mm-hmm. kind of interesting. Okay, the 2014 film is not nearly as somber and dark as the 1954 film, but it's somber and dark in its own way. Um, and then the I wasn't totally on board with uh, the fact that it goes in such a radical new fun action movie direction with uh king of the monsters and you know godzilla versus kong you got kong with the axe getting shot by heat rays in the air and everything it looks cool it looks fun but it was kind of like wow that's a far cry from the gareth edwards 2014 vision and it's kind of like oh actually this is so by film three just like in the original series they basically said okay now we're going to be fun now we're not going to do the dark stuff we're going full camp Yeah, yeah pretty much we're going to have things yeah. punching each other, mm-hmm. which is fine. Yeah. Like I said, I'm pretty excited for it just because it's it's still entertaining. Yeah, yeah. it's and still entertaining. It? And, yeah. and I hope it gets even weirder. I hope that we can have <laughs> like the legendary verse literally gets into like Hedron and Son of Godzilla and there's giant crabs because I know they've though. Aren't they lose? Are they losing Godzilla's rights? Is that an issue? Uh, um, reportedly, I think. Okay, so basically their contract does end, but we don't know if another a new license deal got worked out behind the scenes that we don't know about. We don't know. True. But um, yes, uh, it was supposed to basically end with King of the Monsters. That's the, the last one. And then Toho can make their own live action Godzilla films. There's a part of the deal where Toho and Legendary could not release a, a live action Godzilla film. Both both studios could not release a live action Godzilla film in the same year. And so, oh. and so that's part of why you saw competition doing the, the anime stuff recently. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. That take place in an entirely different, mm-hmm. like future world. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, I, you know, I had fun with King of the Monsters. I mean, I'm, I'm very happy with the, uh, I'll buy the hollow earth theory. I'll buy Atlantis. <laughs> like, sure. Yeah. I love like, the Atlantis I, part. Yeah, that part I like. I like the hollow. Yeah, but that's five stuff. minutes, guys. I know. I'm ready no, for I, some Atlantis. I, I would have happily had an hour, two hours of that stuff. But yeah, that's the thing. Totally. The movie moves fast. 
Yes, it does. Yeah. And it's, I mean, uh, I don't know. It's. Do you think trying to set up like a giant MCU style monster verse causes them to speed up because they're trying, everyone's trying to get It's kind of hard also when they blow all their monsters in one load. Yeah. (laughs) I think that what they're trying to do is basically try to put as much world building into their set pieces instead of into their script and dialogue. Yes. Right. Right. And so I'm largely satisfied with the movie. I definitely think, I mean, I feel like we didn't need the whole family element at all, really. Like, not really. No, yeah. Because I feel like they handled it poorly, you know? Um, And what they they came up with a lot of good monster set pieces. The characters were already largely established, so they could just go with it, and they did. I think that's great. Um, Basically, I sat down in a theater, and they gave me massive monsters fighting each other. And I was, it was Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> so I yeah, don't that, even give a single fuck. I their love trailers are fantastic. Yeah. Whoever's mm-hmm. in the marketing behind Legendary, I love you because I yeah the 2014 trailer. Like thinking about it now, it's like I get chills. It's one of the best like mm-hmm. teasers. It's so intense. And then King of the Monsters with just you know some of the imagery. I think what was that yeah. Mothra behind the waterfall? Like, right. yep. it's, Didn't it have it's, like Claire de Lune or something? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's gorgeous. Yeah, or like like Rodan like breaking out of that volcano. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, yeah, it's cool. Like I really want uh, Godzilla versus <coughs> Kong to be great. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean, I'm installing a screen in my house. Uh, because I'm sad I won't be seeing it in a theater. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I, that's one thing I didn't like about them moving up the release date, where it's like, in May, I had a chance to maybe see it in the theater, but in March, no, I'm not going to. Yeah, yeah, right. same. Right. And you know what I want, and you know what I wish we could have got before Godzilla vs. Kong is just a Godzilla movie. Why didn't mm. Legendary just do just a Godzilla movie? Like, he's not fighting Mutos, he's oh, not fighting yeah. anything, it's just Godzilla. I, like, I think because you have to wonder if if it's looking at Western audiences because you you got to yeah. go for broad if you're going to give it a hundred and fifty two hundred million dollar movie. Mm-hmm. I th- I think the larger pop culture reference to Godzilla is him fighting other monsters. I agree. Yeah, it is. But mm-hmm. man, like look at fifty four. No, That's I the, agree. Yeah. I mean, is what's the best Godzilla movie? Fifty four, mm-hmm. right? Well, I mean, yeah. fifty four is is for sure. I and, and fifty four is the one where if if I have friends that aren't like horror or kaiju fans and they like film and they're like well which godzilla movie should i see it's obviously 54 like if you like good movies mm-hmm. there's something for you to like uh easily the best you know i mean i was thinking about the the 98 film um even people that liked it walked away thinking i hope he fights a monster next time and i feel like that was sort of a message that you know you talk about the overcorrecting between 2014 and king of the monsters i feel like there was sort of a a, a recognition of we can't do what 98 did again mm-hmm. and we need to you know we need to have some monster right. battle right now right and and i would also uh i would also guess that a, an additional factor at least is that they had a finite time <coughs> to use these characters mm-hmm. yeah i mean yes they can renew the contract but that's never a sure thing right you know toho uh, is difficult to deal with apparently so it has a right. reputation. And so, yeah, exactly. And I mean, it's their. Well, uh, TriStar ruined that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It took a long time for them to be like, oh, I'll never trust again. Right. So, yeah. 
And so it, it's like, okay, well, we have these characters licensed for a short amount of time. Let's make our own kaiju and let's like, you know, strike while air is hot and just everything. I mean, they're basically, you know, licensing out their Mickey Mouse. And the thing is, yeah. it, it is making them money. Godzilla is popular now. It's selling Godzilla merchandise beyond the movies. Um, so Toho is benefiting from it, but they, you can't blame them for thinking, we okay, Shin Godzilla was huge for them. They got to try to take this thing back and try to do something with it. Mm-hmm. Apparently right. they're talking about their own sort of Godzilla-connected film universe, but not much has gone anywhere with that, as far as I've heard. Yeah, it seems kind of stalled on the prospect mm-hmm. of Shin Godzilla 2. We're... Where do you both, or, or I guess all, all the the three of you, where do you fall between suit and the CG? I, I could start first. I love yeah. the suit. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I love the weight of it. I, mm-hmm. Like I said, like I think Godzilla Fifty Four still looks fantastic. Mm-hmm. I think if it's done well, uh, it's by and far better. Um, mm-hmm. but CG's not bad. Like, I don't know. It's tough because I look at a movie like Pacific Rim, which I feel got CG giant monsters. Perfect. Yes. Um, because there is all that practical, like they're, when they're in the, in the actual mm-hmm. Jaegers, that's built, that's real. Mm-hmm. And like, that looks awesome. That looks great. And, but like. And the CG looks great in the Godzilla movies when it's just the monsters fighting. But when you start throwing people next to them, I don't know. It's weird. It's it doesn't like when Kong, like Kong, like right. We just ta- we were talking about Kong yesterday, Kong Skull Island, where it's like we never really see them with Kong. No, mm-hmm. like they, they don't re- characters don't necessarily interact on any personal level with any of these monsters because one, they got too big and two, they're giant CGI you know green screen they're just giant green walls that people look at yeah i wanted to ask because we I, I think we all fell on the side of kong is way too big in skull island mm-hmm. what do you think about the new size of godzilla because he's probably bigger than he's ever been before yes i'm fine with that because he, i always saw him as basically uh, a natural disaster sort of god incarnate instead of something where, mm-hmm. where it's a human connection to an individual like a andero exactly yeah yeah Godzilla can get as big as he wants. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, because one of the things that 2014, one of the scenes that uh, that I really enjoyed was there's this scene where, because the whole thing with 2014 was that Godzilla is a god and is uh, above and beyond us mm-hmm. to whom we are irrelevant. We're ants, you know? Yeah. Uh, and there's a scene where, you know, Godzilla's rising by this bridge and the military is attacking him and he doesn't even give a shit. Yeah. Like he is like, nope, I don't why are you here? Anyway, <laughs> wonderful. Like that's exactly because he, he's larger than our he's larger and more powerful than our comprehension. And and so I think size, you know, is part of that. And I think that's where CGI comes in because good CGI lets you play with that. Mm-hmm. whereas you have to make like incredible miniatures to do a suit mm-hmm. like that's what we we're saying i think uh kelly even said like how adorable some of the miniatures <laughs> are right because they are they're cute like yeah. <laughs> the little tanks like <laughs> getting pulled around on strings like they're cute mm-hmm. um little firecrackers Tiny explosions. Them yeah <laughs> oh I, I loved in 54 um 
just the little close-ups of the fire engines with like the little people on them and then you, they just tip over <laughs> it's like this gentle like <laughs> plop. i loved it i loved it yeah we're here now we're not yeah <laughs> <laughs> um no but you know okay so i would say i would have because i love the suits i do i'm always happy to see them i love new movies that are made using suits in that way uh but so i i would have traditionally said if you'd just asked me earlier yeah you know suits 100 percent. but after seeing shin godzilla whereas vfx with motion capture and they still got that sort of aggressive majesty of it um you can do that right yep that would be my, my stance as well um you know i will always champion suits but um Mm-hmm. It doesn't need to be that way. As long as the CGI is done with uh, care and everything and uh, framed well, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like the, the the suits approach that, you know, uh, I mean, it's not a kaiju film, but that Del Toro used for Shape of Water, where it's, you know, it's a person in a suit. Yeah. But then, like, the VFX is used to complement it and mm-hmm. do yes. that nuance mm-hmm. and movement and detail. Yeah, Del Toro, like, why isn't he not making these Godzilla movies? Like, I have no idea. Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? What's it going on like with that? There's know. some kind of Hollow Earth conspiracy going on here. <laughs> I don't know. Well, they just can't let us be happy. He doesn't get Cthulhu. He doesn't get Creature from the Black Lagoon. He yeah. doesn't get Godzilla. In all fairness to Del Toro, too, he's also busy making everything. Like, yeah, that's that man, true. He's, his, yeah. he has he, fingers and toes in every pie. And I want it all. Like, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, this is like right up his. I mean, Pacific yeah. Rim is practically a "I love you, Godzilla" movie. Mm-hmm. Yep. And yep. I don't, I don't know. Maybe he, they, he, he was they, he wanted too much control or something. I don't know. Uh, he, I don't know the talk about the how he'd like the Jaegers to fight Godzilla someday. But so it's like, oh yeah, crossover. I don't know how that would work, but sure, why not? Yeah, they <laughs> fall through. The Jaegers fall through a dimensional portal into the Hollow Earth. It, the, the Hall Worth <laughs> okay. leads to a Barry Lyndon set, <laughs> and in that Barry Lyndon set, when all the lights go out, it's kind of like a, a Nightmare Before Christmas. You just pick what your door. Exactly. <laughs> you just jump in a candle, <laughs> and the candle Godzilla. sends you to a new universe. Yeah, it's just like a dark, the, the dark of night, and Godzilla is like finding his way to the Mutos with a giant candle. <laughs> <laughs> And they're, um, they're playing some card game no one's ever heard of. Yeah, to classical music. Um, no, but uh, yeah, I, I think, okay, so here's my pitch. Del Toro, please come on the show. Please, please, super, please come on the show. Um, so my pitch is second movie. Well, I mean, at this point, it would be third movie. Third movie is Jaegers versus Godzilla. Fourth movie, that extra dimensional uh kaiju sending force starts up again worse than ever so they just send godzilla by trickery through that like rift in the ocean floor and now godzilla's in that other world just fighting their shit for two hours <laughs> and they I'm realize that and they realize it was too cruel to send him alone so they open the portal and they throw mothra in there and Ghidorah's oh, in there and mm-hmm. mothra would just follow organically because yeah. there's a love story there mm-hmm. that i want to see yeah. <laughs> like no. when harry met sally yeah but with godzilla and mothra i'm ready mm-hmm. That's awesome. <laughs> i'm ready 
I want that. I'll, I'll even take a cartoon version. I'll take the X-rated version. <laughs> <laughs> when I got some Mothra. <laughs> I'll definitely have what they're having. You know when she, you know when Mothra's done because she shoots her wet, her little silk all over the place. Oh, um, <laughs> it's like kids. Are you ma- kaiju silk cocooning, Dad? <laughs> yes. <laughs> This is for when close the door. This is when mommy Godzilla and Daddy Mothras love each other very much. (laughs) Weird freakish baby Godzillas are born. (laughs) That's how we'll get Space Godzilla with wings. Like that's where he came from. So could could Godzilla King Kong, you know, from um, the original movie? Do you think uh, he could be like the wacky uncle? You know, it's like God Godzilla's friend from work. His stoner uncle with the yeah crazy yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. His Uncle Barney, loves his berries, his Barney from Flintstones. <laughs> just he's like the just the drunk uncle of the series, <laughs> where he's just like sitting in the corner, like passed out. Did you pick up the berries? You know how the berries. <laughs> like we need, we it's like we need Uncle to fight. Oh God, damn it! Again, talk to you about. He's this. passed out on that cranberry sauce. <laughs> Oh, it's so, uh, I don't know. It's so funny to me, honestly. Uh, who who do you think, do you think like Kong can possibly take on Godzilla? No, in, in uh, I'm pretty sure they're doing Mecha Godzilla, right? Yeah. They, I, uh-huh. they're, they ha- the studio plays their movies way too safe to have them actually fight each other to the death. I feel like yeah. Mecha Godzilla is going to be the Godzilla. Yeah. That's my theory. I don't and know what the big reveal is, but yeah, I, 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 I see them totally teaming up by the end. Yeah. Yep. I totally, yeah, feel, I totally feel a high five coming along. There. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's totally like the, uh, the standard superhero logic where they like misunderstand each other and fight. And they're like, Oh, we're both kind of cool badasses. Okay. Oh, there's a big threat over there. Yeah. 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 I would <laughs> be, I really, threat. I'm really hoping to see some more Godzilla characterization. I feel like that's what those films are kind of missing. Godzilla is just a blank slate. Like they don't anthropomorphize him at all uh-huh. um, in the right, t- 2014 and King of Monsters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they talk about him like a god, but then they like are are blank on well, what would this god want and do? Yeah, I like when God yeah. when Godzilla dances. You guys seen the Godzilla <laughs> dancing? <laughs> The only characters that I really liked from the um, legendary Godzilla films were the Ken Watanabe and Sally Hawkins scientists, because it's yeah. like mm-hmm. every time they saw Godzilla, like they, they had a religious experience, you know, yep. and everyone else was like in awe of this giant thing that could kill us. But they were in awe of this godlike figure that they'd built their whole lives around. And I just yeah. thought that was interesting. Yeah. I mean, Ken Watanabe meant it so much. He sacrificed himself for <laughs> Godzilla because for him, it was like, like, no, you don't understand. Our role in the world is to have awe and reverence for Godzilla. And we should honestly just like feed it and shut the fuck up. Like <laughs> <laughs> And everyone else is like, but we're Americans. We want to be the top stop of. And he's like, shh, putting his finger to our collective mouth. <laughs> um, that brings me to a, a thought. Um, in a lot of the old Godzilla films, you know, military is either represented as somewhat antagonistic or, or maybe even just uh, the military might and like bombs and weapons and mass destruction evil. Um, in King of the Monsters, we have scenes of the 
U.S. fighter jets flying alongside Godzilla, lending support as he in invades the city to fight monsters. And it feels like a really big reversal on sort of the, the imagery that we're used to from the series. Mm -hmm. What do you think of? Um, does that bother you or did, was that okay? I, I mean, I, I guess I'll, I'll go. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I mean, visually it's cool, but I don't think it kind of takes me out of it a little bit because it would never happen mm. because America would, I mean, the U S specifically would literally burn the entire world itself <laughs> before it stopped be like, it, we would leave this thing ash Mm -hmm. before we admit that another country is important or another thing is at the top. Mm -hmm. you're, you're yeah. not wrong. There's literally no way that we would do anything other than we got to kill all the monsters. We got to kill all the monsters or this place is ground. Or people. weaponize them in some way. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, like, like we would be king over the ashes if it's the only way we could be king. Yeah, because uh, they're cliches for a reason because they're absolutely <laughs> true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We'd have a scorched earth policy with these things. If we can't contain it, if we can't milk it for money, if we can't mm -hmm. use it, you know, as a, as a deterrence, for other countries that would actually be mm -hmm. kind of an interesting thing to look at nuclear deterrence with different countries having different kaijus mm. you know kind of like take that what was that old robot jocks where they they stopped having wars and they started having mech fights oh mm. yeah i remember that so it's really? like you'd, you'd have like godzilla in japan kong whoever stole him <laughs> like that was, <laughs> damn, like, damn yeah. he's made it dark again <laughs> <laughs> it's not terribly far off from some of the earlier Godzilla films because it wouldn't be nations, but it was different communities had their mm -hmm. deity that when they were in danger, they would call. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Like that would be so the cool. Mothra, fam Mothra famously. Yeah. You know? I mean, Mothra just protected an Island, but well, yeah, it wasn't nations, but yeah. I mean like, so yeah, 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 yeah. for, for a, a, a region or a place to have like this is our god that we will call in time of trouble and nations totally could find a way to do that in this universe that would yeah. be i don't see them having the balls to do that though <laughs> like, they're just like we're gonna make big ships to sell toys <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i don't know maybe that's too grim <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I, I'm sure that there's some love and made put put into them, but yeah. No, like I want to see. Like, I always Godzilla feel that they're very some... safe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, I mean, I feel like they are, to be fair, a little bit less safe than I I anticipated. Like that's why I so like that they were like, oh, start off the tone by being more Gaia theory. Like this is, you know, the scheme of things. Turns out we're tiny, and these are gods. And then, you know, there's a hollow earth full of these godlike entities that we have to contend with. That's way less safe than I anticipated. But then, like, to Kelly's point, that they immediately make a machine that controls them. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, they're not a threat anymore. We can just send the signal at them from this tiny laptop. Yeah. The, the only problem was the device fell into the wrong hands, you know? Otherwise, like, in the right hands, supposedly humanity would have been fine with the monsters then. Well, you know. I mean, well, I mean, to be fair, it didn't work that well. <laughs> it worked perfectly. That was the problem. They said all the, it was just their the crazy guy they from Game of King Thrones. Yeah, <laughs> the Game of Thrones guy was like, I don't like humans. 
<laughs> never is that Charles Dance? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, he never seems to like humans. <laughs> I mean, I don't either, so I'm kind of with him in that movie. <laughs> Remember when he tried to get that golden child? What an evil man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, those British people. But like how could you not like <laughs> Here's the big problem. Like, how could you not like Peter Dinklage? Like, yeah. he was so mean. How? Yeah. Uh, that Tyrion. Peter Dinklage is a treasure. Is. Tyrion Lannister is a treasure. He's a bad man. He really, he really was. He what was, a, but you know, what a brilliant introduction, though. <laughs> just skinning the deer. Like, what a brilliant introduction. Oh, I love well, him. And he got, you know, like, for all his, like, grandeur and whatever, like, <laughs> like for toilet. the character, he got killed on the john i love that with an arrow in the gullet i think the uh i think the line in the book is like and it was in tear uh in uh oh god what's his name because he's not Tyrion. um uh charles dance's character oh yeah 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 Um, tywin tywin yeah tywin uh it's like in tywin lannister in fact did not shit gold it's like the last thing written about him in the book. It is, it is so because there's that whole saying, you know, that Tywin Lannister, you know, Lannister shit gold, um, and it just, oh god, I just love Charles Dance. I kind of, I, I kind of want him to become like a kaiju. Like there's just that makes it Charles sound like Dance. an episode of like MythBusters. Right. Like does Lannister truly shit gold? <laughs> we tested it. That's a myth busted. <laughs> I'd be okay if Charles Dance came back as a, like a returning villain in the series. I mean, why not? You know, kind of no, suggests totally. as much at the end credits. But yeah. I would like some continuing characters. I mean, I know mm-hmm. Ken Watanabe came back, but I mean, he didn't last that long. I know that uh, <laughs> they never do. Millie Bobby Brown and Kyle Chandler both going into, uh, you know, yeah, from they're, the monsters. But they're yeah, the opposite but, people that I wanted. To I know. Right? It's maybe it's better than either the. Uh, Kickass, maybe it's better than him, but not much. Aaron Johnson. That's his name. Yeah, yeah, Aaron Taylor Johnson. Though I would love to have um, Elizabeth Olsen, Elizabeth Olsen back. Yeah, yeah. back but yeah. I just love her, so she could yeah. be there everything. So yeah, no, pretty much. Yeah, I like to watch every movie she's in as if she's her Martha Marcy May Marlene character. Oh my gosh, so much better. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to see like Scarlet Witch versus Godzilla. Ooh, that would be an interesting fight. I think Scarlet Witch would win that. Oh, oh. only because she's OP. I mean, she can bend she's... reality, right? So that's mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Fair. yeah. Where do oh. where do you think she would put like Godzilla in his brain? Like you know, she starts. Saying I would like her to like... put him in a sitcom. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's Dick Van Dyke just with uh, Godzilla's Mary oh, Tyler yeah. Moore. No, she puts him into Barry Lyndon. <laughs> <laughs> No, so, so all eyes of those... shut. <laughs> okay, no, it's like all the fun non-scary you... Godzillas are where she puts Godzilla. <laughs> Could you imagine trying to duel Godzilla? <laughs> God, it'd be like Bambi. <laughs> just get stepped on. Uh, I think all right, that video is on YouTube if you want to look for it. I know it was on a tape, but I swear I've seen it since VHS days. Yeah, it's on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, because it would be like, like, okay, we take eight paces, but Godzilla's eight paces <laughs> taken by like five states away. It's like, uh, at least then if you missed him by shooting. Yeah, he it would just, take him out of your pistol range, honestly. They're like, choose your weapon. He's like, I'll, I'll just use my breath. <laughs> <laughs> like, I choose, I choose breath. Well, that's not fair. And he has to have a, he has to have an English accent. 
it's true. You turn around and you fire first, but you're like little pistol pellet doesn't even make it like one mm-hmm. twentieth of the distance and then he just torches you. <laughs> Flawless. Um are there any because we, we talked about it sort of actual original you know context. We talked about some of the sort of guy theory environmental monster verse aspects. Are there any other themes that for any of you that have come to mind uh in the series? The uselessness of government. <laughs> yeah it's 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 a depressing look at bureaucracy and uh how ineffective it is yeah yep yep we, we'd rather sit around and argue than actually deal with an issue so it's it, the, 1954 hit me in a lot of different ways i mean if i had seen this first at 9 11 i'd be thinking about that if I, mm-hmm. the shock and awe campaign of the iraq war when we first started bombing baghdad or uh you yeah. know even in even in retrospect of the uh, January sixth, uh, mm. what happened at the Capitol, um, you know it's the lens of Godzilla and the way they represent government, the way they represent the people who are here to help us, who are just as clueless as we are because they are us. Mm. Um, it, insanely depressing in a post-Trump America to me. Yeah, I think it's interesting that like when there's ever in in the Godzilla series, almost every time when there's uh, a problem encountered, the first five responses are like, well, we uh, got nothing and we are doomed. Cool. Nice talk. (laughs) Yeah, it's and that's pretty consistent. And it's 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 usually the the decisions made are the ones that are the government would realistically make and they're usually just the horrible like i just i kept thinking like oh we can't tell the public about this what the fuck motherfucker <laughs> there's a goddamn godzilla out there no, no worry like, about like yeah what? like i'm sorry what do we pay you for but you think about that with our with the trump administration and and, and they're ignoring covid for yes yeah, yeah it's the uh, exact same thing it's mm-hmm. scary how much it's repeated itself Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, like there might actually government. just be Godzillas walking around out there. <laughs> we, yeah, we, we wouldn't know. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't left my house in a year. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who knows what it's yeah, like out we, there. Uh, we lost that satellite footage. It's fuzzy for some reason. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> next at eleven, here's a puppy that yeah. found another puppy. Kim <laughs> Kardashian, you know. Yeah. Like that's because that's what it would be. It'd be no giant monster. Don't worry about it. Let's talk about the other giant monster, the Kardashian. <laughs> <laughs> She like like now that they're uh, divorcing, uh, Kanye just goes on a rampage and decides to <laughs> prove his godhood by fighting Godzilla. I think Kanye might win because I can only think <laughs> there's only one thing in this world that's more radioactive and toxic than <laughs> Godzilla, and that might be Kanye West. So, oh wow! <laughs> I think he could do it. He spits hot fire. Am I right? Mm. He's certainly gonna try. <laughs> I don't know enough about this. All I know is Kim Kardashian would have been great in Barry Lyndon. <laughs> <laughs> so true. I just love that. Like, you know, I'm, I'm so happy because unfortunately Barry Lyndon is never really going to qualify for this show, but damn it. I'm so glad we found a way to fit it in. You're welcome, I really want to watch it again now. I mean, right? There's been so much buried. It's surprisingly a really good movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's Kubrick. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. I yeah, just like 
It's like punching up. You can make fun of it as much as you want because it's amazing. <laughs> I don't even know why we're making fun of it. <laughs> this is two shows now we've made fun of Barry Lyndon, and I don't know why. I'm sorry. It's my. I have a habit of bringing things back up. Hey, no. shows need shows need running gags, and right now we have Barry Lyndon and sandwiches. <laughs> I got a bone to pick with both yeah, Barry Lyndon yeah. and the sandwiches. Hey, yeah. did you watch Commando though? <laughs> as soon as you left, as soon as you left. Kelly was like, I'm going to watch that clip. And, and uh, all of us were just like, let's watch that right now. Oh, I should have. I left. So disappointed. It was just like a bologna sandwich. That's, hey, you know what? Sometimes you got to be thankful for what you got. I, I, it's just your... Just they picked up that lettuce extra good. It was so green. <laughs> you know what? I'm sorry. I like to build hype. I'm very good at it. You are good at it. You worked a lot like the 98 Godzilla. Like hype so machine. much. I mean, guys, I, guys, guys, guys. This is the first American Godzilla film. This is the best American Godzilla film. You're going to watch this American Godzilla so green. film. So yeah. You're going to so openly green. weep at the perfection of this particular interpretation of Godzilla. You're never going to want to watch another Godzilla film. <laughs> and Melissa, right. Alyssa Milano was great in it. <laughs> she was. <laughs> I really believed she had a sandwich. She did. <laughs> I believe she enjoyed it too. The acting is fantastic. I was yeah, so I don't know what I was thinking. I was like, <laughs> like a sourdough. Like, like what do we have on this sandwich? It's just it's a fun fact. Okay, so uh, slept together before school. <laughs> a production note that a lot of people don't know about uh, that scene is that sandwich was a man in a rubber suit. Oh. <laughs> That makes sense. It's true. They use pseudomation for that. You wouldn't even know it. <laughs> oh, man. It was, uh, yeah, I mean, that explains why Toho is secretly behind Commando. It was like uh, they were introducing a new kaiju. <laughs> Sandwich. Well, you know. I tried. <laughs> versus Kong versus Sandwich. It was like a, I, I have to say, it was one of the, that laugh was so completely worth it. Because when all of us realized that you gypped us on this scene. <laughs> I sincerely do love that scene. <laughs> 14 seconds of some bologna sandwiches getting eaten. Like, well, that, look, hold on. You got to go back. You got to go back and watch the movie where he makes the sandwich. <laughs> You missed the best part. It's like watching the it's like watching the end There's of Godzilla. So much more depth, Andrew, to I'm this scenario. He I'm makes sorry. the sandwich. I Go back and watch Commando. I saw damn the it. Raymond Burr edition of the sandwich scene. I didn't get to see the original. <laughs> oh man! I, I want to remake Commando <laughs> and have him make the sandwich in the beginning. Have whoever we have be Schwarzenegger make the sandwich, and it's two hours of him trying to shoot his way through these situations <laughs> while holding the sandwich <laughs> and keeping it from getting shot and at the end he's going to take a very satisfying bite. Yeah. Oh, oh no. Sounds well, like a mayonnaise commercial. Right. <laughs> <laughs> a two hour long mayonnaise commercial right. with lots of product placement. I'm very okay. If we start in media res, kind of like, uh, let's say like Mission Impossible 3, you know, where it's just like he's, he, he wants to eat the sandwich and we go back to the origins of the sandwich. <laughs> 
I think you could get like an entire like we could even go multimedia with it, like a television show. Oh, totally! Explaining oh where the bread came. We could from. have taste division, you oh, know, taste like division. where Sandwich it's verse. like here's the recipe. If you eat it at exactly this moment, choose you are the character. <laughs> you can choose which sandwich is made. It could change the entire plot and outcome. Look, I have my world. I have a sandwich verse that I like to watch. Okay, <laughs> concludes. Sandwich verse. Spanglish, Spanglish is the first one. Right, <laughs> <laughs> then you <laughs> then you gotta watch Commando. <laughs> then you gotta watch Kill Bill Volume Two because he makes a pretty damn good sandwich in that he movie. A, that's that's would, a good sandwich. I would add Chef. Chef, Chef, he makes a yeah, very good sandwich. There's some great grilled can cheese we, in that motherfucker. Can we talk about the first person to bring up Spanglish in like 15 years? <laughs> You're welcome. I love that movie. We're all in the Spanglish verse. <sighs> oh my god. Sandwiches. It, deep, deep in the hollow earth, it's like an episode of Hell's Kitchen. Deep in the hollow earth, it's just monsters watching Spanglish. And that's what <laughs> like a kaiju Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> They're like, damn, I wish we could grow lettuce down here so we could make one of these sandwiches. <laughs> that's why it was so green. It's not lettuce. It's like cave algae. It's like oh. some, some scum they, they got off. I love cave it's algae. It's like slices of Biolante. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, Biolante, yo, you gotta give that shit up. <laughs> exactly. Like, yo, I need some greens. My, I need some fiber. <laughs> My is where it's at. I still right. feel like I'm owed a sandwich, but you reminded me of the Kill Bill 2 sandwich, and that is a mighty fine sandwich. So That's also a bologna sandwich, so stop shitting on bologna, you <laughs> no, goddamn <it's>... demon. <laughs> hey, and it's bologna. It and, he bologna. U- and he uses that awesome bread. Look, I, I like... <laughs> Sandwiches. Cinematic sandwiches should be the name of like a podcast you run where you just run through the greatest sandwiches. It'll be three episodes long. <laughs> Next week's episode, the monster of the week, food, specifically sandwiches. We're a podcast dedicated to the movie Spanglish and Sandwiches. <laughs> he has egg on that sandwich. It's pretty nice. <laughs> Oh, man. That's how Godzilla and Kong are going to get along. There's going to be this really like romantic scene of Godzilla making Kong a panini, <laughs> toasting it himself. I'm sad in the movie I made that no one makes a sandwich now. <laughs> it's okay. You could have a director. I'm going like, to I'm going back. I'm going to do some reshoots. <laughs> release the. T- we're going to release the Tom cut, man. <laughs> And then you can film some additional scenes. Yeah. It's People don't realize my middle people. name is Amado. Tomato. Oh, <laughs> All right. I'm good. What the final portion of the show? I can stop there. You're bringing the cheese, my friend. Okay, well, um, I feel like I feel like that wraps the show. Yeah. <laughs> With that pun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> um, although Godzilla. I am happy. I am happy because we got uh, we got so much out of the seriousness of the first mm-hmm. one. And then, you know, for listeners at home, this is very telling if you especially if you watch them in order. The first <laughs> one is serious and and thoughtful and dour, and then it just becomes like more fun and colorful and and lax if you will um and that's exactly what happened (laughs) 
we thematically represent it. I mean, it, it's funny how that works sometimes. Uh, how we go into with like the intent of the series, and then our episodes end up reflecting like the actual like vibe of the series. And mm. yeah, we started oh, totally. off somber with Hiroshima, and we ended with sandwiches. Spanglish, you know. In Spanglish. And that's kind of. I already what, forgot about Spanglish. God damn. <laughs> And that's kind of, uh, that's kind of what the series does, you know. Like it, like it's uh, you know, it gives you joy despite the somberness of the original material, but all of it has its own charms. I just like even the worst Godzilla film is more fun than not watching a Godzilla film. Yes, yes. Are you sure about that? Yeah, yeah. I'll yes. Say that. Well, if we're talking just like the Toho ones. Okay. Yeah. yeah no, because I watched Godzilla ninety eight. Yeah, I don't even consider that a Godzilla film. I can't do it again. I've blocked it out. Yeah. It's really Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's funny. Like, uh, the, so... Uh, and why is it that, seven hours long? <laughs> the episode that I record where we, we analyze that is with uh, my friend's podcast, like, uh, Below Freezing, where they analyze, like, films under 32% on Rotten Tomatoes, oh. right? And so we were talking about, like, well, we should do a collaboration. Let's, like, do... Uh, for my kaiju month like i'll be like that's the film with zilla and then one of the the hosts was like oh if you call it zilla i automatically know what you think of it (laughs) it was rough i I fell asleep in theaters like they're the loudest movie of all time i was sleeping because i was so bored with it well it was the loudest movie until christopher nolan started (laughs) making larger movies yeah i think dunkirk is louder Everything Christopher Nolan does is extremely loud. And Tenet, you can't hear anybody speak. <laughs> no, which is fine because they're not really saying anything. That's the it's trick, either exposition right? or nothing. That's the trick with Nolan, right? Like that's that's what he does. The, the Prestige showed us what he does. He just it, it's a, it's all a fucking act. He just exposition, well constructed uh, uh, photography, uh, all the shiny keys, horrible editing. I mean, that's why he had to do. Which did he do? Did he do Dunkirk or 1917? Dunkirk. He did Dunkirk. 1917 is the good one. Okay, okay. okay. From Sam yeah. Mendes? Yeah, that yeah. Mendes. Okay. That was the one in one take, right? Yeah. Right. Okay, okay. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah, no, so it's funny, like, Tenet is so funny because he's like, you know what? I don't even, I don't even need to name the fucking protagonist anything and they'll <laughs> still see it and act like it's brilliant. <laughs> uh, really? I haven't, I haven't bothered with Tenet. The, na- the main character's name is literally protagonist. Yeah. He like I can't even forward. hype that one up. <laughs> yeah, like he forward like, no good like sandwiches he put it in theater so bad. Memento had a good sandwich in it. Oh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> he I ate, don't the, he, he, don't, he doesn't remember eating it, but <laughs> what's a good sandwich? I don't remember any sandwiches at all in Tenet. I'm sorry to say. That's, that's no, the they were too fancy. Michael Caine may have been eating a sandwich, but I don't think It's so. really too bad because I feel like if they made a sandwich in the future even, you would have it in the past. Mm, Birds of Prey is 2020's best film because it had that awesome egg sandwich. It was a good <laughs> breakfast sandwich. I still haven't seen that. Uh, I haven't seen either. I had to stay away from this. You would like it. It's got a good sandwich. I mean, okay, I'll check it out. I, I, I have a an aversion to the new DC films, but I will watch it. I'll get around to it. I mean, I, I will, I will echo Kelly on that sandwich. It's delicious looking. <laughs> People have been raving about it, like raving about this sandwich. The bird. 
breakfast sandwich. I love egg sandwiches too. I make some pretty bitchin' egg, uh, like egg grilled cheese things. Like, oh. I love breakfast sandwiches. Oh yeah. <coughs> oh yeah. Grilled you cheese. You have to come. Getting yep. hungry now. <laughs> yeah, we I should wrap. Dead. We should. We should starving. wrap up, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I tried. <laughs> hey, look, I've been quiet. So sandwiches. Sandwiches. You can't blame. Man. You can't blame me. I was quiet for so no, long. I'm blaming the concept of. A- <laughs> Uh, but anyway so that wraps our show and uh godzilla (laughs) yeah go go godzilla (laughs) yeah thank thank you all for for stopping by uh yet again to to chat massive monsters and we may have a spontaneous follow-up to talk about just the more fun entries a little bit more i'm digging it um or maybe a gamera i don't know we'll figure that out um sounds great thank you to the folks at home for um uh for listening and and thank you all again for coming on and it's been a true pleasure yep always always my friend happy to be here once more i'd like to extend a special thanks to our guests this episode and to all of you out there listening from the dawn of record human civilization we've been fascinated by monsters and the monstrous they've inhabited our dreams and nightmares they've been our protectors and our villains They've symbolized our fears and vices, our hopes and potential. Fears of creatures and the night that nourishes them were key inspirations and fuel for the rise of human civilization, the need to get out of the shadows, behind the walls, and into the light. In many ways, understanding our monsters is an important part of understanding our world and ourselves. So thank you for taking this journey with us, we humanoids from the deep dive. (laughs) 